Welcome to the podcast, where three childhood friends from a small town who had nothing to do but watch movies. That's where we had the most fun then, and we're still having fun now. You are listening to Fans on Film. Disclaimer, we are not singers. You need to tell them how great you are. All the time. Which means you make things up. What if they find out? Make a harder research, like you're the captain of the highlight team in high school, or a brigadier general in the Navy, or something like that. I don't think anyone would believe that. Then change the subject, and deny everything. I just don't know if that's me. That's why it's so good. The Double 2013 Richard Awoe, Awodi <laughs> film. <laughs> I knew I was going to fuck that up. Awode. Wasn't. <laughs> Awode. I wasn't even aware that was like Moss, like yeah. who directed it in the first yeah. place. Anyway, I'm Shane Place, here with Tony Place. Hello. <laughs> ladies, 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 Tony. Ladies, 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 yeah. And Dylan, aka Shorty. Um, wish I had prepared something smarter than this, but I didn't. It's still ironically smarter than what Tony said, so <laughs> Tony forgot everything. A little brain <laughs> brain blast. So Shorty, since you picked this movie and you have more history than us, I think you should kick us off. Uh cool. Yeah. Well, I must say I have fond memories of this movie. I definitely watched it when it came out just because I, I don't know, I like Richard Ayoade, but also I like Jesse Eisenberg. Social Network was a real banger. So I think I watched it for that. Also love Mia Vashikovska. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Tim so Burton's much. little she, bitch. She's an Aussie, I'm right? Surprised. She's Australian? She is, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. She grew up in Australia, but her, parent, one of her, her mother's Polish or something. There's a fair few Australian actors in this as well. Like Noah Taylor and well, at least, yeah. at least two. Two. I mean, that's statistically <laughs> more than a lot of other movies. So, Well, it's got like, also these IT crowd boys as well, Yeah, which is pretty pretty awesome to yeah, see. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Christopher Morris, Chris O'Dowd. I think it is. O'Dowd? Yeah, Chris oh, O'Dowd. Oh, you're talking about the, the boss. The boss guy. He's so pretty funny, good cameo. Yeah. yeah, even this, you just don't take him seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, It's a good movie. I think it's like not perfect or anything like that. You know, there are things that I don't really think are done that well, but I think it's like cohesively as a whole, a really good idea. I think it's quite visually striking. The dialogue is quite interesting. So yeah, I'm into it. It's got its own personality. It's very unique, but and also not unique. Like you've seen it before. It's kind of like um like a future. I know you like this, Shorty. It's right up your alley. Mm. Like a future past aesthetic. Yeah. Like German expressionism, like put in a blender. I liked it a lot more after the film was done. Like let it th- like let it ponder in your brain. The ride itself, like where you're watching it, it's very hard to get through. Really? Like I read somewhere online, it's like misery porn, like how bad it gets. Like you're actually getting off on this dude. <laughs> like it just I mean, gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. It's sad, but it's not like I think it's it's like unconquerably sad or anything. It's funny enough to me. Yeah, there's moments where you laugh. This comedy like throughout. Would you Sorry. define this as a comedy? This movie? Yeah. No. Like a black I comedy. Wouldn't. Dark comedy. Yeah. Dark comedy, I think yeah. it's trying to go black comedy. I think it's just too black. It just covers the comedy too much. So it's a drama yeah, first. It's a drama first, then a comedy. Well, that's the thing. Like the Korean movies, hit the humor so much better, and like still keeps its serious tone. Because I think it the comedy undercuts a lot of what it's trying to do. Mm. So I feel like the comedy's out of place. I, I I think it's very funny. Like I laughed. I was like, oh, that's really good. 
like the comedy is really on point, but I think all the dramatic stuff, I don't know it's something. It doesn't get the balance. It's not really right. helping. Yeah, the balance is off. Yeah. That's just my opinion. You know, comedy is very subjective as well. So mm. I just think I just think com- it's com- not trying to be so serious. I think actually it is trying to be funnier. Yeah, than, I look at that vibe too. Incredible. I think it was taking itself seriously. No, nah, not too There's seriously. No, I think it was taking itself yeah too seriously for sure. No. Nah. I didn't get that. Like, yeah, it was like, oh, it's like this slow, like the music and the, oh, sorry, the score. The music's good too, like when they put the songs on, the light and everything's just like, oh, this is a art, art house film. This is like, okay, but then it's, then it undercuts of all these jokes. It's out of place, which is like, in theory, really good because that's what the Korean movies do a lot. Eisenberg, like, he's, I think he's very limited, like his range. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like he's very one note, Eisenberg. He just does the same character every time. Like, the only difference between Simon and James is that Simon stutters more. It's the only difference. <laughs> stutters more like you and me. It could even lend itself to, like, the movie. Like, it could also be a choice, even though it's probably not because I don't think it's – he's not as good as Leo because mm. there's parts – we talked about this in Men I Mask, how you could tell, yeah, that's oh, – what's the king's name? Uh, uh, James or something. Louis. Louis and – Yeah, Louis. <laughs> Louis Leo, that's we didn't even mention that. <laughs> so Louis, you could tell if it was Louis, or I could tell if it was that gimpy dude <laughs> straight away. But in this movie, I'm like, who is this again? I did get lost. Shorty, okay. did you get lost in the characters? I, I, it's not like I, yeah, I do think Eisenberg is limited, um, but I think there was a bit of like physicality to it. You know, uh, Eisenberg did have a bit of like a hunch going on. I think even the smirk when they're walking side by the side smirk is a bit different. Is the main thing. That's different. Yeah. But the hunchback, I've seen James have that as well. Maybe he's just hunchbacked. <laughs> I think he's just hunchbacked. I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, come on, you can do better than that. Like, put your posture back, which is like the easy stuff. Yeah. But it's definitely his shtick. Like, it's definitely his thing. But I, I do like him. Like, he, he does pick his roles really well. Like, he picks what compliments him, except mm. for what's that crap where he's Lex Luthor. Oh, my God. <laughs> that <just> really- <laughs> Actually, Jordy, is he your Lex Luthor? When you think of Lex Luthor, do you picture him? Uh, to be honest, I think of Grant Morrison, who is has never played Lex Luthor. The voice? <laughs> but he's a comic book writer. Oh. Oh, cool. Is he bald too? Or? He, he is. He legit looks like Lex Luthor. And he he could be Lex Luthor. <laughs> and he writes writes Lex Luthor or Superman. I'm not sure if he's done a Superman comic, actually, but, um, <laughs> just but to, he, just, he just reminds me, yeah. That's, how you, that's who you associate it with. That's Shane, who's your Luthor? Is it Spacey or Hackman? Well, I was going to say, it's funny enough because I think it might be Brian Cranston just because of the fan theories as it come out. I was like, he's actually the dad because the Heisenberg character is sort of, could be even based on Lex, but Kevin what? Spacey, if I'm not going to lie. Gene Hackman's, you know, the OG, but Kevin Spacey's, we loved him, eh? even though he did all that weird fucked up shit. I don't know. What do you think, Tony? What, you are so you're no, so Spacey? no. Well, you're Team Spacey then. I'm not Team Spacey, but I can separate the art from the artist. Yeah, he's he's a, a good actor. Yes, but he's a, a terrible. He's a great person. actor, and he's he's such a good actor that he fooled everyone that he was like a decent man until the allegations. Is it being proven? I uh, I think it is being proven. Yeah, I don't pedo. know, man. Yeah, he's probably a pedo. Yeah, like ninety five percent a pedo. And that's fine. Yeah, well, I think. This could uh, actually, well, this could actually go well into our 
doppelganger thing because this is what I was doing some research about because it's based on a novel. Uh, I don't know if you read the novel or not, Shorty. Maybe something you can do. Apparently, it's really hard to follow the novel as well. Very dense and third. Yeah, Dostoevsky and- is very dense. It's like I like reading Dostoevsky, but um, that's I like his short stories much more than his long stuff because it's it's a lot. Have you read yeah. this one? Have I have read, read this one. Yeah, yeah. Is it good? It is good. I think it's actually one of his best books. Um, just it's like pretty satirical as well, which is maybe why I have a bit of a soft spot for the movie. Um, basically this guy, the differences are though, basically is that he sees this guy around and thinks that he's like a real person, but then starts seeing, he becomes friends with him. Then he starts getting undermined by him, like in the movie, but then he like basically tries to kill him, gets sent to like a (laughs) schizophrenic prison. Uh, and he sees like copies of himself everywhere. So it's a bit different. Yeah. Well, I was thinking it'd be a nice twist. If it like turns out it didn't really look like him at all, like he's projecting mm. himself, like this is this is practically me. Why, why can't I be like that? You know, the the movie is very. What's that director we, Aronofsky? Mm. I feel like a lot of vibes those two have, but he's a bit more. Oh, they're both surrealists, so I don't even know. But anyway, so we're talking about the dark side, sort of. So this is what I like. So it's Kevin Spacey. This could be. <laughs> like his repressed, darker, unacceptable hidden side. That's like the idea of the shadow, which is a, a awesome way to describe like a doppelganger, like mm. the shadow. I love that. I, I read that before like we started recording. I was like, that really stuck. It's very creepy. Do you think this the is about always. good and evil though? Like is one character good and one character evil? In this movie? Yeah. So you think this is supernatural that they look alike? Like it's a supernatural no. thing? The no. supernatural elements, though, the whole hurting myself and yeah, like, yeah, that bit connected. I think is a bit removed, but I don't think it's supernatural or anything. But they're definitely connected. When he like punches himself, or punches him, he like hurts himself. Is that obvious twist coming up where you think, oh, is this Fire Clubs? Blah blah blah. Yeah, actually, uh, that's where my. Well, I'm glad they didn't go that route because well, it's been my done. brain went that route, and I thought, oh my god, I had not see that coming. It got me. I seriously thought that, like, <laughs> he, he well, was imagining him. Too many plot holes arise because, it, unless it's like Tyler Durden rules where it flashes back and, oh, yeah. I was just there. That's why I was expecting the, mon- the montage yeah, of all lazy. these prior But scenes. I'm glad they went a different route. Like, it's all very vague anyway. Like, nothing Which is fine. Yeah, it's good. Like, yeah. it gives you that leeway to make your own story. But, um, yeah, there's also one interesting theory before we get into it. What do you guys, what do you guys think he does for work? Uh, this <laughs> Data... <laughs> I know yeah, it's nice. not important. It's intentional as well. Yeah, but people, people, people. Yes, people. <laughs> Bang, you're on it, shorty. Because apparently, this could be a cloning facility they work at. No, oh. actually, there was another. Was it the security guard had a double? Yeah, security yeah. guard. Yeah. So maybe so this could be a place. Because if you look at the the trailer or the commercial, sorry, um, they talk about how everyone's special. No, they say no one's special. That's right. That's right. The other way, the communist point of view. That's why Shorty loves the movie. But <laughs> everyone's equal, so no one's special. That way, you can clone yourself, and it goes out to society. Because I feel like it's very less sexual. Like how like sexless is this world? Yeah, it is. All these I, old um, people. It is. I actually, I was going to mention that because there's like a scene where literally they're the only young people there. Everyone else is old and just like, no offense to all the actors, but gross. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. The guy, Wallace Shawn, what's his, uh, inconceivable. <laughs> yeah, that guy, yeah. 
Papadopoulos. Yeah, Papadopoulos. <laughs> See, these names are hilarious too. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Papadopoulos. Oh, it's so weird because some of his motivations is all about, oh, I want to be, I want to work. I want to impress the colonel. What? He's a horny kid. He wants to get laid. By the colonel? <laughs> no. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> but why is it, is this like a father figure type? Obviously, but does he have yeah. dating issues? That's what I mean. I think it's just got like a lot going on thematically. So it's like, could have been a bit more condensed perhaps in that area. But it's just like, in general, I think he's just a guy who has gone through life and like not amounted to anything. He's been in this entire place for seven years. He's made like no friends except for Harris, who's like barely a friend. He's never talked to the woman that he likes and yeah. he's never gotten a promotion, never got recognition at work. It's just like the general sense of being a ghost and being alienated. Is he a virgin or no? Mm. Uh, depends because if his doppelganger, uh, James, fucks someone, doesn't it like transfer to him? No. Yeah, if, if he gets syphilis, does Simon get syphilis? Maybe. <laughs> it's so, even though, all right, we'll get into it, obviously. It's a lot to get into because this movie is hour and a half. Love the runtime, mm. but incredibly dense. So. All right. Well, then let's get into. Plot breakdown. The scene breakdown. A scene breakdown. Okay. We've got to make it a lot slower. We've got to go every scene and break it down. Hell yeah. We'll get uh, Andy Dufresne's rock hammer and just shoot it away. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's so tiny and small. Anyway, <laughs> so we begin with opening credits. Um, I think they deserve a mention just because they're simple, small, pretty sepia. Really sets a tone for this, yeah, sort of like old world. But we do learn that it's a bit more futuristic than it meets the eye. First scene is Jesse Eisenberg, eyes closed on a pretty stylized train. Lots of lights, lots of shadows, which is good. It's like a good theme for a whole movie, I think. And old school as well. Yeah. How lucky are like, Tony and I that we never had to utilise public transport? Have you guys never like, used public Jesus. transport? <laughs> we have, like, to you know, when we're with you on a weekend. Right. It's totally different if you have to go somewhere, be somewhere, like, to work. Oh, like your daily commute. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, daily commute. Like, it's such a different vibe. Yeah. But if we were just like that, because we're, we're probably the annoying ones on the train, like, fucking around and sneaking in drinks and shit. Yeah, and but no one's like, sneaking in drinks pet. at 6.30am on the first commute in, so. Exactly. <laughs> and you got the psychos who are still drunk from, the, like, last night who have no job. And that's their pretty much, you know, living quarters, just take the train. Yeah. You've done that before, haven't you, Shorty? Yeah, I've had <laughs> to. I've, I have done that before, yeah. I haven't lived there, but I've definitely done it. Yeah, it's smart. Like, just take a, like, a four-hour commute just around a circle and sleep. Yeah. He's approached by a man who says that he's in his spot. We zoom out and see that actually the train is completely empty. Uh, Eisenberg awkwardly stares for what is probably about 25 seconds and he gets up. Yeah. Um, this whole start of the movie felt very dreamlike. I was like, oh, he's going to wake up from a dream, surely. So I was thinking the whole time, like, is this a dream? Because like, hmm. you never see the man's face either. He tells him to get up and move. Yeah. And I, yeah. It's just the- Occluded uh, faces. It's a theme. It's just a visual- style the director's going with yeah it's pretty cool i mean i i think it's just quite like an awkward the whole movie's awkward and it lends itself to the the comedy i suppose but the dialogue in this movie is pretty good and even this just it's definitely eisenberg's wheelhouse yeah it's like framed around his perspective basically yeah. uh but yeah it's like it's a nice little like wink from the director because i'm pretty sure the guy's holding the newspaper and it says like collapse that's like the main tagline in it so mm. 
that's just like foreshadowing like the collapse of this dude's world maybe which is a good thing because his world sucks <laughs> yeah it does yeah so the man yeah as shane said is just reading a newspaper covering his face um the train itself and the whole setting of the world actually is really old and run down but it is affably artistic which i like we get a glimpse now of mia vashikovska enjoying the train um which is interrupted by a train whistle uh, as Simon gets off the train, some people load packages onto the carriage. It's another glimpse into the life of Simon because they're slowly just loading the boxes and blocking his way. He stutters and yeah. tries to say something, but uh, he doesn't, and the train begins to leave. So he jumps off. Introduced to this little biz niche. <laughs> yeah. Just annoyed me, eh? But that's like, it's a good humor too. Like, like how many boxes do they have? And then like, like when he walks through them, there's like no boxes at all. Mm. <laughs> but it's just showing you how much of a like doormat he is. Yeah, exactly. Tony, what do you think? Do you think, because obviously this is like stylized, this whole opening, like introduction to characters. Do you think this is, obviously, you get independent vibe, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Or it's like more of an amateur vibe because I was thinking like, ugh. Well, I didn't I didn't really like it. I, obviously, it, wore, like, it got better when I accepted it, but my initial notes, first time watching the movie, I was like, ugh. I wasn't really digging it. How do you feel? Well, I just thought legit the first like scene, the two scenes, was like surely he's gonna wake up from a dream. You know when you're dreaming, like you're trying to reach something or get to a goal, but you can't. There's something stopping you. Like even though boxes, like the, the sound, I don't know the sound of the boxes. All right, it felt very dreamlike. Like I, I keep saying it, but like I don't know. I, don't, I didn't really like it to be honest. The whole style and everything. Not a fan. Yeah, you like the story though. That that grabbed you. The story, no. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> Did you like I, the movie? <laughs> I didn't like the movie, no. It was too bleak. Oh, it was shit. too bleak for me. <laughs> you could have said this before we started. No, I'll save it to the end, but no, it was, it was too... <laughs> Wait for the whole movie, just biting your tongue. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it was just too bleak for me. And all the characters... This is Tony's totally Simon. Yeah, I know, right? Yes. Like, he would just hold his tongue and, like, just sit the movie you hated, not say <laughs> anything. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. That's really funny because it's like there's not that many movies. I'm sure there's heaps of movies, like random indie movies that I've watched that you guys haven't watched, but it's rare that we get to chat about it actually. So, yeah. So that's really funny. Well, uh, this is totally totally up your alley, Shorty. When I was watching, I was like, yeah, Shorty's like coming in his pants watching Mia <laughs> Wachowski like, be like a pixie dream girl. For sure. Yeah. That's what they're going for there probably. <laughs> I don't know. So as he gets off, his suitcase gets stuck in the door. He See, tries another to dream thing. So, like, doesn't that yeah. happen in real life, man? It's fucked up. But it's, <laughs> it's the point. Dream. It's just like the worst things it's like a nightmare. are like happening to this yeah. guy. It's just his regular life. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's, it's too much. But that's the thing is it's supposed to be yeah. too much. Like director's telling you like... It's why, and that's where the humour comes in because it's like, oh my God, what else can go wrong? Actually, this and then everyone just- reminds me a lot of like Life and Times of Tim. No, don't. That's blasphemy. I just mean the character in a that. way. Like not like the... Not the movie or anything like that, but just the way the character, like, approaches problems. <laughs> no. <laughs> the best thing about Love Times Tim is when he approaches a problem and then at left field, you, you, you agree with Tim, like, this is a good approach, and then all of a sudden, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> what, when he gets that kid to fuck like, the green? <laughs> yeah, no, they film it. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, if no one's seen Love and Times of Tim, we highly recommend it. Turn off our podcast. Like it's nowhere near as good as Life and Times of Tim. I'm sorry. Yeah, universal recommend. <laughs> Save your time. I'll throw our podcast under the bus. That's how like much I love Life and Times of Tim. <laughs> we uh, sorry, boys. <laughs> that's all right, man. We see uh, Vashikovska. Uh, her name's Hannah, by the way. Tap a card at a turnstile. 
Um, Eisenberg, oh, sorry, Simon tries it, but it doesn't work. And the security guard stops him from being a visitor. He gets rebuked for being too funny, which is pretty fun. Like, I actually do like the dialogue. It's just like, I see you every day. It's like, that is impossible. I don't work weekends. I can't see you every day. He's like, what? He's like, what? Is this funny? He's like, uh, no. Very, very snappy dialogue. Yeah, very witty. And it's throughout. It's like every extra or very every external character has that sort of witty banter with him. Do you think it's too much or? Uh, no, like it is like it is funny. This movie is funny. But. All right. Just didn't like it. I just didn't like it. <laughs> I like right. the story. The story's, yeah. All right. You can just read a book weak. from like the 1800s then and you'll be all right. You can get the story. I'll, 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 I'll um, prefer uh, The Man of Iron Mask, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Ooh. That's crazy. He's throwing shade already. Sure. He doesn't want you to win. It's so dramatic. Ugh. Turns out his name gets misspelled. So, you know, sort of hammering home, this guy is a nobody. We get a panning shot of Simon's workplace where it's very true. I don't really know what he does, but there's brown cubicles, big industrial fans, that sort of old but futuristic computer setup, a lot of exposed com- concrete. And then he goes to look at a photo of the colonel, who's the boss of the company. He goes to take off his jacket and we're introduced to his boss. And yeah, I... I thought you'd um, really like this guy, Tony. Because yeah. I know you like the... What's the movie he's in that's really the, famous? The Princess Bride. Bride. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one. No, he loves he loves it acting. And he's, he's, um, he's very one-note as well, like Eisenberg. Yeah. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> yeah. I don't know who this one's worth. But yeah, this whole like setting, that's the whole German expressionism, isn't it? Yeah, it's cool. I just like things that are like a bit different, you know? Um, like there's a... Re- like Yorgos Lanthimos, actually. He's a really great director. And he does this where, like, there's just something that's a bit off about the world that you live in. Uh, and it could be a big change, could be a little change, but something is just off about it and it just lends itself to, like, awkward comedy. Well, as the audience, it does give you a bit of rope. The director gives you a bit of rope to, like, let yourself dive into this world with, like, you feel like you could buy into it a bit more, which is, which is good. Yeah, because then it means that things are unexplained. You don't have to explain every single thing down to the detail. and It's good. Yeah, it's a good yeah, it's, choice. It's, it's good world building when it's like that. So, there's a lot of conformity themes coming up as well because you have to like fit in, I guess, and he doesn't fit in at all. But you wouldn't want to fit in with these little old freaks anyway. But Shorty, is this like communism? No. Is this like anything to do with... Com- why, why do people talk about it? Then? I think it, like it, it might have something to do with like, you know, like people like Stalin and, and Mao had to do for like state capitalist ideas of communism. Like what they call communism, I would not call communism, but I'm sure like actually data processing in a state capitalist country would be like this, actually. Or you're like, yeah, in, so this is practical, not theory. Yeah. I mean, if all you're doing is like running an entire country as a massive business, you just want people to live in brown rooms, process data as fast as possible, and that's about it, I suppose. Would you be surprised if it was, like, at the end of the movie, he woke up from a dream? That's what I was expecting. And then you like, <laughs> he lived his, like, day, and it's, like, modern. Well, you like, it's everything. It looks like the Matrix, the cubicles and stuff. Yeah, and I thought that's why they hired um, Mia Wachowski, whatever her name is, because, you know, she's Alice in Wonderland. That, that was all a dream, you know? Mm. I thought it was like, oh, and she's connected. the only one that doesn't change when she wakes up. Like everything, she looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. That's so tired, though. <laughs> I know. Everything being the dream, a dream. stuff's always oh. the same. Me and Tony like to be very like make sense of the plot. We're very like A to B. Mm. We hate movies where like Avronovsky, especially him. Like what was that crappy movie, Tony? Well, if you say Mother, that's so dog. Yeah, Mother. What? Or, or I don't know the Fountain. I haven't seen the Fountain properly. It's pretty crazy. I was like SBS. They were doing world movies. 
the first movie that was on, I, ca- I caught the end of it. It had um, Tilda Swinton mm. and Billy Zane were in bed having sex. I was like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> I kept watching it. And then, uh, what's the, like 1600s, 1700s? You know how they wear like ride horses and yeah. like the queen, medieval. Not medieval, but like kind of like um, Men in the Iron Mask times. Right, yes. okay. 1691. Anyway, and then like the next scene, it's the modern times and she has a kid. What the hell? Right. And then it turns out she's like immortal. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, this is so weird. But the next movie is also about immortality, which is The Fountain with Hugh Jackman. It's like, is SBS like doing themes on movies, like on their movie days? They do, yeah. Because it's all it is is about, it's called, well, I don't know. I thought it was like crazy, but this movie was so weird. Yeah. It actually gave me vibes of this. Interesting. Did you know that Aronofsky you, also could- did that? Movie about Moses with Robin Hood. No, not Robin Hood. Fuck, what's his name? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, yeah. He did that play Robin crazy, Hood. Bro. Which one's that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He did play Robin oh. Hood. But yeah, Aronofsky's Moses or something. It was fucked. So crazy. Oh, Noah. Noah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't do that, did he? Wasn't that Ridley Scott? No. That was Aronofsky. Ridley Scott did like Robin these- Hood, didn't he? Yeah, Robin Hood, yeah. He was these angels that oh, are made of stone right. that like fall from space and live in the earth and then like help him build his ark. It's nuts. And also, Emma Watson's in it. Shit. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. I don't Armani, know. man. <laughs> it's crazy. It's shit. That's when she was she was hot off her Harry Potter fame. Yeah, and fame. I guess Aronofsky was hot off something. Oh, it's Shakespeare times too. So, what time's that, Shorty? That's what they dress like Shakespeare. I don't know. 1500s, 1400s, something. Anyway, back to this. <laughs> <Can't find it. laughs> um, Simon runs after Papadopoulos after he tells him that it's not a brothel uh, to show how much he's been working. They're walking through the office. And we learn that Simon is just trying to sell his ideas about, you know, productivity and how hard he's working. But instead, Papadopoulos forgets his name and saddles him with tutoring his daughter, Melanie, who is cool. <laughs> I don't like her. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> I liked her at the start and then she turned into a very selfish yeah, person. I don't, yeah. like, I don't like any of the characters in this movie, actually. At all? Not even the security what? guard? Not, no. They're all selfish and they have no redeeming qualities. Damn. You don't like the lead, Tony. What do you, what do you like about Simon? I think it, uh, it, it's too close to home, I think. <laughs> <laughs> because and I never want to kill myself. I, I'm, I, I have a double, essentially. He's like more charismatic than me and it's never driven, driven me to suicide. That's or, debatable. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you should have sucked yeah. it up a bit more. Do so you think this whole movie is like... Telling him commit suicide, commit suicide, commit suicide. Like me- like subliminal messages. Well, not subliminal. It's pretty overt. It's pretty super liminal. <laughs> Kill like yourself. People hand him a knife and says, "Yeah." <laughs> why? Like, why do we? Why, why do we need to see this? It's like, funny. why is the movie made? <laughs> it's funny. It's a comedy, bro. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's a comedy. Yeah, it's yeah. dark. Yeah, I guess Richard Ayoade like is a little... just a dark dude. It's like yeah, this, we'll get into it because we don't want to like spoil the ending. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right, yeah, she's thoughtfully apathetic and dismisses him. So he and his ill-fitting suit on the next scene take a trip to the elevator. He gets caught peeking at Hannah. Turns out she works in the same company in the printing room and she's probably the only normal person in the entire movie. So, like, greets him, smiles. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> what? She's not normal at all. What the hell? Well, just because she tries to kill herself as well. Nah, I don't know. I, don't know. I think she's nice. She smiles at least. Yeah. She's pleasant. I, can, I guess you could say that. Because uh, Hannah rings the bell and then her boss comes out 
and start saying like, you need to print out more than one thing. You can't just bring down one thing to get a copy, yada, yada, yada. Simon apologizes a lot. Uh, it's just generally pretty meek. So Simon is then in the bathroom, puts a wet rag on his face because his life is fucking depressing. It feels good when you do that. Look like panties. That feels good. Pardon? Have you guys done that before? Does it? No, yeah. I don't think I have actually. Not a hundred years old, Tony. <laughs> no, you just put it some rat, like wet rag on your face, or even a, a, a freshly steamed one. That's nice as well. You, oh. What the hell? Where are you steaming these? No, it's at rest- it's at restaurants. It is. They give you like a hot. Oh. You I don't that think before? that's for your face. What's well, bro? <laughs> I, I, I like wash myself with that thing. <laughs> I think it's for your hands. Although well, I, I haven't been to that many fancy restaurants, but I think it's, I think it was a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I'll take yeah. away from yeah. You but get no. cold towels sometimes when it's really hot, and those are for your neck. But oh, really? For if you like eat yeah. chili food or something? Yeah. Well, screw that. If you look at the movie again, that actually looks like underwear he's putting on his face. It's definitely not perfectly like white. Panties. <laughs> they look like panties, but when he t- takes it off, like I don't know. <laughs> Maybe because he's thinking about banging. It's funny <laughs> when you say putting underwear on our face. Remember when we were kids playing Power Rangers? <laughs> we just put fucking. I'll probably our used underwear with probably some shit stains on our faces, Mate, remember? No, I didn't shit my pants. No, I'm saying, I'm, 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 I vaguely remember maybe there was a shit stain and one time I did it. What? Didn't you guys use to share what, like, underwear? I was, I was, I would have been seven. Yes, we did use to share we underwear, to, shorty, oh. and it's fine after you wash Actually, it. Actually, I didn't even, like, I didn't Tony? think of that. Like, it couldn't, it could be Shane's shit stain on my face, <laughs> my shit stain. What are you talking about, Tony? We're talking about sharing underwear, mate. Stop talking about shit. I'm talking about... When you put it, we were playing Power Rangers one time. I noticed. Yes, I know what we're talking about, but I'm talking about is it weird that we used to share underwear? I don't think so. Because we weren't sexually active. So, and they were getting clean. Shane definitely <laughs> was. <laughs> I was not sexually active at fucking eight. Yeah, mate. come on, man. <laughs> you seem to me like. A I know your mum thought I was. I was actually like, you know, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, actually. it's too close. It's too close. <laughs> Let's change it. <laughs> I cannot find this movie, by the way, boys. I'm fucking... I went through Tillis Swinton's career <laughs> and fucking now Billy Zane's career. They cannot find this movie. All right, when you find it. You know Billy Zane Dude, was I'm in sure Charmed? I'm pretty sure it was a dream, bro. Billy Zane was in Charmed. It could be a dream like this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably like one of the weird fever dreams of you, like, A, being all these scenes together. Well, he had, like, really thick hair, Billy Zane. Toupee. That must be a wig, hey? Yeah, toupee. Because yeah. he went bald. Tilda Swinton's been in a lot of movies, actually, so I don't know, man. It was definitely a 90s movie. I heard 90s movie. She showed her breasts too, bro. Oh, okay. Was it? It's not- like, I, oh, It's so funny because yeah. you turn on the channel and it's always like this sex scene coming up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Especially if you Literally, I turned on, it's like- That's why I, that's why I watched the rest of it. It was like, it could be some more. <laughs> I didn't know it was actually the ending of the movie, but he got with Billy Zane, everyone, if you want to know. <laughs> All right. Well, if you find it, let us know. <laughs> that was like a twist. <laughs> the company elevator goes to work, doesn't, does work, doesn't work, then it does. What a depressing world Simon lives in. We then go to that uh, advertisement that everyone's been talking about. It's a great advertisement about people and resources and people and how people are not special. They're all the same. And he's showing it to his mother. She doesn't see him. And it's also a pretty <laughs> funny string of dialogue because it's like, there, did you see it? It's like, which one was you? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I think it's like the first sort of thing that you get where it's like there could be a doubling <laughs> of like yeah. the language itself is lending itself to like a doubling or a shadowing of. Who he is. Or even, like, how unimportant he is. Like, you don't even matter to your own mother. Yeah. Like, you, do, you can't even tell the difference between, oh, we, we both have brown hair. How much better is Verhoeven at the parodies and ads and stuff? Yeah, it's really good. Like, from Robocop and... Um, like, they're just as funny, but they're very, like, layered. Because this is supposed to be, like, layered as well. Because, like, oh, because, yeah, the screen's all bright mm. and the 
everything's upbeat compared to the movie. Yeah. So it's very. Yeah, usually, it's usually taking a dig at uh, what Americans and just the consumerism. What other false advertisements come to mind in movies? Uh, Robocop, when I was watching Robocop, was into my mind. I actually. I buy that for a dollar. I've never seen Robocop. What? Is there. Well, actually, I think maybe. I haven't seen it, but is there a scene where someone like melts and gets hit by a car? Yeah, it's like acid or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really memorable death scene. That's cool. Yeah, Olmey gets splattered, like explodes his body. Very good um, practical effects. Maybe. See, Cronenberg and him are very similar practical effects. Yeah, sorry, who directed realistic. Robocop then? Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, okay. He also did uh, Super Troopers. Oh, sorry, Starship Troopers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> seen that short? Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. That was a good movie. When was the last time you seen it? <sighs> Ages ago. Like, so long. You should watch it again. Make me. Watch it again. Make me. A lot of subtext. No, seriously. It's not just a shoot 'em up bug movie. Because you know that everyone's like Nazis in it too. Are they? It's like very... Yeah, watch it again. Oh, shit. It's very... What's that called, Tony, when everyone's... Nazism. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Nazism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so pretty much it's like very pro taking over worlds and shit. Oh, right. So like if the bugs are supposed to be like the Jewish... Like, think of it like this. This is not what it's supposed to be, but the bugs are Jewish people and they're, the world, like the human human race, are like the Nazis. So, they just go in there and, like, telling us propaganda. It's very pro-war. Right. But watching in that, in that, through that lens, it's like, oh, really good. Very interesting watch. Is it um as, like, a, a satire or is- Yeah, it's 100% think- satire. Yeah, very, 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 oh, okay. very satirical. Oh, okay, cool. Extremely satirical. Like, their ads in that, their commercials, like, there's someone, like- Squishing bugs like a little kid, and he's like, I'm helping the fight. Right, okay. <laughs> Something like that. Actually, that rings a bell. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Mm. And I found the movie as well, guys. It's called Orlando, Billy Zane. <laughs> 1992. I thought it was a bit later than that. So she's been famous for quite a while, Tilda Swinton. Is Tilda Swinton she's famous? She's it. Yeah. She's like highly she's rated, extremely- but like, I wonder if people know who she is. Like, you think she's just popular in the. Uh, in the movie world, yeah. Like, you're not movie world, but like classical movies or some shit. Like she's a very high art actress. Yeah. Like she's done cool things like like Snowpiercer was pretty commercially popular. And we need to talk about Kevin was commercially popular, actually. Kind of like this movie. I reckon she, her movies are very like this, independent. Yeah, that's what I mean. Unique. Otherwise, it's so mostly- let's get is. back to this movie. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> all right. I don't know why I derailed us very hard for- <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. So we're still in the nursing home. Um, there's like another older woman. She calls Simon Strange and not right- uh, and funnily, his mother tells him to stop talking. She's trying to sleep while looking right at him. The manager of the nursing home pulls Simon aside and said he hasn't paid his bill uh, because there's been a price increase. I like Simon this character. Fumbles. Yeah, he's funny, right? Oh, he basically character. fumbles all the money out of his wallet. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, it's not enough. <laughs> at first, before he said this whole wallet thing, uh, I was like, finally, someone with the same energy as Simon because- Everyone seems like it's everyone against him. Mm. And I was thinking maybe there's like few people who are very depressed in this world. Right. But it's him versus everyone. I can sort of see actually why Tony would think it's a dream if that's the case. Because it actually is pretty one-sided. It is. It's extremely one-sided. Everyone... I'll I'll get to it later, but yeah, keep going. okay. I've got a really good theory. All right. So, we cut to a good shot of uh, Simon walking down a long hallway. Really uniform, good lighting. It's brown, dim, it's noisy. And we actually see him walk into his room. 
It's also all those things. It's very rattly. You hear like trains in the distance. That was my dream set up. When I was growing up, I was like, that's what I want when, I, when I'm an adult. Just one room. Really? That's all I need. <laughs> Just a bed, fridge, toilet. Like all in the same room. That's what I was thinking. Like, it's going to be so cool. I don't well, know I used I to live that. actually in my, in my caravan at the back of the house. It was like that. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, uh, something cozy about it. Yeah. But you have to definitely have to be yeah. by yourself. Simplistic. Yeah, is having a TV materialistic? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's just like a feature of life. Like, I mean, I don't use my television. I have one, but I probably haven't turned it on since I moved here. Well, in that case, then it probably is for you, Shorty. Oh, because I don't need it. Because mm. you don't need it. You're not using it. But I think if you use it a fair bit, I think it's just a simple life. Yeah, okay. Well, that's what mum always said about dad. Like, it was up to our dad. We'd be living on, the, <laughs> living on a mattress without a bed. <laughs> <laughs> he said it like that. 50 times in my growing up. Hey, Tony. Yeah. Yeah, it's because he's the most unmaterialistic man known on earth. <laughs> no, he's just... Just really beer, cheap. gambling. Really cheap. <laughs> Smoking. That's materialistic, yeah. surely. I don't know. He, um, anyway, again, just sort of reiterates how boring his life is. Changes to, from black shoes, really pumps it up to white shoes, pours some water, <laughs> turns on some crappy sci-fi show on his crappy television. Tony's life. Turns it off, though, races over to the telescope. And we can actually see that he can spy on Hannah's room. He watches her paint in ink, and we think maybe she's pointing at Simon, but she's leaving a print of ink on the window. And this is the first time he's smiled in the entire movie. He watches her, but she rips up her little <laughs> sketch and chucks it into the trash chute. So she's doing that with her blood, right? No, it's just red ink. Oh, I don't know. Could be blood. No, she dips a pen <laughs> into a Does pot. Does she finger of ink. paint it? She finger paints. I think it just gets on her fingers. I think that's a, she's I thought it was blood for sure. Use a pen, bar. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's not that dark. It's not as dark as The Simpsons. Tony, is that like a rear window ripoff too? No, it's a um, uh, bo- body, body double, double <laughs> ripoff. Yeah, I knew you said that. <laughs> How come in like in movies where the protagonist is spying on someone, like it's nowhere near as creepy as real life? Because if someone's doing that in real life, like you instantly hate them. You're supposed to like or feel sympathy for mm. Simon, correct? Yeah, to an extent. We should be thrown off massively. We should not like him at all if he's spying on a girl. But for some reason, it's cute or... Yeah, it's a good point. It's not like I think it's cute and, like, victimless, but it certainly doesn't look like there's malice. Probably because this is a really sexless world, actually, like you said. Because if he was in his underwear, (laughs) it'd be a bit of a different story. (laughs) Stroking him. (laughs) Like, watching that stupid uh, Devil's Advocate with Crystal, she picked it. We couldn't finish it, though, because she got... Very dark, but this dude's like rubbing his dick <laughs> next to Keanu Reeves as she, this girl like cries about being touched up. It's like, what the fuck? I don't think I remember that, Tony. Fuck yeah, yeah. I thought he was rubbing the inside, like the, the table. I didn't realize it was his actual crotch. No. He does, he starts with that, Tony. He starts with like rubbing under the table. Then he goes to, and then Keanu Reeves is like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and they like lock eyes. And it's like so awkward. <laughs> and then Keanu Reeves still defends him. Cancel him. Yeah, you shouldn't feel it. <laughs> this whole scene, too. Do you think there could be a perfect chance for like a jump scare? For this one. And I was like, oh, fuck. It was very eerie the way that the score was and how everything was shot. Yeah. Like I'm not sure thing. if I put that in my notes actually, but it's like, interestingly, a lot of the sounds in the movie are pretty diegetic, but, you know, the piano theme that comes up in a few places isn't. But it's good. I actually like yeah. movies that use music in that way. I think the music and the score is a highlight of this film. Yeah. Things used very well. And like the whole, like when he's running through the fog and stuff, it's very beautiful. Some shots are very beautiful. Mm. 
What about you, Tony? Well, so I think Tony's right. It doesn't really fit the plot. The music or like the like the the look, right? The music, I think, doesn't fit the plot at all. It's hard. The adaptation. But that's what I mean. I think it's just like I don't think it's taking itself as seriously as you guys think it is. Which means then, like, it can be a bit more artistic and like low key funny. Because like the music is funny. It's just like you don't know where you are. All the money looks weird. All the music is weird. The piano is like good for setting the tone of like certain scenes but it's pretty spare uh sparse sorry hey tony does it feel like it's the shoes on the other foot usually it's me and you defending the movie while shorty attacks it <laughs> and now we're having like slight criticisms and now shorty's like out our throats going no it's actually you know don't take it seriously blah, blah, blah. Oh. that's like every movie we do every movie me and tony pick don't take it seriously shorty <laughs> like literally this movie probably lends itself to be you know interpreted and taken a bit serious like a bit of face value well i don't know you can't really judge on face value uh, i think the i movie didn't is take raising cane though. i that's didn't take thing. raising cane that seriously so the movie is thought-provoking though this one i think that's why you do take it a bit more seriously yeah, yeah. that's right you're just trying to think mm. about what the fuck is going on. that's the thing that's like is it played as a mystery like a whodunit <laughs> to yourself not a whodunit but like what is going on mm. that's why me and Tony get frustrated yeah. because like yeah, Throughout the whole movie, you're just asking yourself questions like, "Like, is that blood on her hand? Like, why? Is, why does he only own two <laughs> pairs of shoes? <laughs> like, who's the who's the man with the binoculars? <laughs> a lot of just questions." Just a guy. I mean, do you think about That's these things clone. in the real world? Do you, are you like, do you think all these questions about every single person that you meet ever? No, but this is a movie. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's just like I like it when it's just like those things aren't. Always explained because a whole bunch of things in real life are just like a bit weird. Coincidences happen, weird things happen, you know, accidents happen. Nah, <laughs> you're such a you're such a nineties movie, eighties <laughs> movies guys. Fucking hell. yeah, what we grew up on. No, no, we. I, I do like it. I do honestly. At this point in the movie, I was gonna thrash it. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, let, when it let it stew in my brain. At, at the end, didn't really save this movie. It's crazy, like. Raising Kane and this movie, both endings, really saved it for me. Um, all right. So, Simon rushes down the stairs and across the really sparse, darkly lit courtyard and grabs all the pieces that she uh, threw down the trash. Some guy catches him. Classic Simon. Apologizes. Simon gets back up to his room, puts all his pieces back together, and then looks into the telescope to spy on Hannah again, but actually sees a man with binoculars on a ledge. He waves. Simon waves back. And the man fucking jumps. Always creepy when that shit happens, like when you're looking and someone else is looking at you. <laughs> yeah. But like, there's a lot of like imagery of double. I think it's like beating us with a, like beating us like a dead horse. Mm. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I think like I enjoy the movie, but it is a bit unsubtle <laughs> sometimes, which sometimes it works. And I think it sort of works with this, but. Tony, what do you think about this dude watching him? And like, apparently. He could be a double as well. What do you think? What's your theory there, Tony? Um, I feel like he's been watching him for a while. I feel like what, like he's watching. He was actually watching the girl though too, because there's a lot of parallels between the yes. two. Surprisingly, yeah. But like, did you just did, go did on she drive him to suicide board? though? Like, is that because she told him to stop? Like, did he or her? Um, Hannah. Did Hannah drive? That's the thing too, because we're looking at it through it through a male perspective. But maybe this girl like does not like to be watched through telescopes. <laughs> she knows that she's been or, like watched. knocked on the door. Yeah, but she just yeah, she, she just she's asked the guy to stop watching her and yeah. stalking her. See, Tony is like a little stalker <laughs> freak. Hey, 
What? It's the girl's fault. I know it's not the girl's fault. <laughs> well, who are you saying that? I just like because he is obsessed with her, and he, like she, you know, I just turns him down, and he's like, "Oh, I, I'm gonna kill myself because I can't have her." Sounds like a him problem. And you, yeah, it's a him problem. You emphasize. It's not her fault. Cool. All right. Okay. We agree. Fair enough. I thought you were like siding with him or something. Nah, like, no. I don't even know this guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> but if I, but if he was a pedo, I'd watch his movie. Well, he he thought like death was better than living in this bland world. So yeah, I mean, it's a pretty. You get this very bland vibe. Yeah, it's a pretty easy argument, to be honest. We are uh, cut to the outside of the All building, right. accompanied by the piano theme, which I really like. And the police inspectors ask Simon questions about the suicide. It's a bit of banter, you know. Um, they let him know that if he'd hit that uh, awning, he would have been horribly maimed, would have survived. Then they talk about how many suicides yeah. there are a day. And then they have this really funny exchange where it's just like- That's Chekhov's gun for sure, that whole yeah. he'll survive thing. Exactly, yeah. Do you guys think that this, his dialogue, like fast-paced, do you think yeah, you guys get Wes Anderson vibes, the way he shoots things? Mm. Yeah, in a bit. I do get, like, because there are some shots. There's like a really good shot actually near the end where I was like, oh, that's very Wes Anderson. But actually, it's also just like a flat shot that has like a lot of height to it. And that happened in Raising Kane near the end where they're like the baby's Ooh. falling and there's like the three levels of shit going on. Richard has very good taste, obviously, because mm. a lot of the stuff looks really good, sounds really good, mixed really well. But I feel like it's not, it's just too over the place. Mm. That's what I think. I just think it's not a distinct style. It's good. But at least, you know, De Palma, it's the same thing throughout. Like, most directors, the same thing throughout. I just feel like it's very, like, jumbled. Yeah. I mean, it's only his second movie, I think. Not that... Yeah, sophomore film. Yeah. I haven't seen his first movie, Submarine. Yeah, neither have I, to be honest. We should check it out. I, I am impressed. I, he hasn't made a movie since, 2013. Yeah, I know. That's it. He just is, like, quite I wonder a... why. He does, like, a random uh, travel series. Yeah. Where he just, like, goes away on weekends with, like, <laughs> British actors and comedians. The Mighty Boosh Boys, or one of them, are in it for an episode. Because they're very good friends, obviously. Yeah, they're yeah. starring each other's shows. No fielding problem. I think this movie warrants him to have, like, another movie. Because I think he's, he's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it has a bit more Tony? of his, like, own style. What do you think, Tony? Would like? Would you watch another movie from him? Mm, nah. It depends on the plot and the actors he can get. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't oh really pop, pop to me. I don't like the movie. Would you rather watch know. this or The Rock three times? <sighs> Probably The Rock <laughs> three times. Fucking hell. Got Nick Cage, bro. <laughs> yeah, that, that tram the scene, card. the exploding tram, it does save it. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Well, I think, Tony, I think Tony picks up on the conflicting styles he's going for. Yeah, all right. But if you like it, though, Shorty, because you don't take it serious, right? <laughs> No, I'm saying I can recognize that there are flaws of the movie, like tonally and stylistically, but I think it's interesting enough to like warrant a second look. You're a very big fan of Eisenberg, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I do like him, but it's just like I like him in stuff like this, like when he's like quote unquote trying to act in a way that's like outside of his wheelhouse. It's shit. So, Lex you Luthor. know, like Zombie Land. <laughs> like I don't give a shit. Yeah, like Lex Luthor, like. I mean, I I also Zombieland. sort of like that movie, but Zombieland is shit, man. He's good in Zombieland, though. Yeah. He's not like a bad thing about it. It's just not my type of movie. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they ask whether or not they think Simon will kill himself. He says no. Police say maybe, and they leave. Hannah comes up behind him and asks some questions. 
uh, and then he basically asks her to a dance, <laughs> and then he follows up with how it's bad to be alone. And we uh, cut to a diner, which we'll see a lot in the next few scenes, and you guessed it, still brown, still shit. The waiter is rude, um, <laughs> gives him the wrong order. Well, do you recognise this actress, Shorty? Is it character actress Margot Martindale? No. <laughs> no, I don't know. Tony, what, what's, she, what's she famous for, Tony? Casper. Uh, Casper meets Wendy. No, she's um the love interest in Rage and Bull, Shorty. Oh, okay. She's really I good. still didn't watch it, actually. Damn. Her name's like Kathy Moriarty. It's another little gem if you haven't seen Casper meets Wendy. I actually, I haven't seen, oh man, there are so many like weird childhood movies that I haven't seen. Like Casper does not appeal to me at all. Which one is it? Any Casper. Sorry. Casper's all right. I haven't seen any of them. I think it's past you now, Shorty. I don't think you can watch it now and, like, judge it. Yeah, okay. It's not meant... You're not in the demographic. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm not going to say my age, actually, what? but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? A 35-year-old guy can't watch <laughs> can't watch a movie about ghosts. <laughs> oh, actually, let's we, talk about maybe what about ghosts now. Who's the ghost in the room? Mm, is there a ghost? I feel like you can reach out and go right through me. I think Casper says that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably in a jokey way, though. Turns nah, out, uh, it was oh, he's, is Casper depressed? No, nah, sincere, because he's like, he wants to be a love boy, like Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> a lot of parallels between Casper and the double. Because at that same time with Christina Ritchie, how they're like, <laughs> like phasing for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the double is the, a sequel. the Casper's story. Or it's a prequel to Casper. He's Casper. It's just like Pin- how crazy is this though? Like, Pinocchio's not a known story here in this world. What do you mean? Because when Mia, Mia, I don't know the character's name, she's like telling like, oh, have you heard of the story of Pinocchio? Like it wasn't general knowledge when he like pretty much regurgitates mm. his lines back at him. Um, Pinocchio has the I mean, nose that grows long, right? Yeah, I think okay. so. It's about a wooden boy. <laughs> in, your, in your daily life, ask people who are younger than you for the next week, ask them if they know Pinocchio. They will. I feel like an idiot if I ask that or a pedophile. Well. <laughs> you have to ask children. <laughs> I don't know. No, well, like I work with like a couple 18-year-olds. They probably think I'm strange. They think I'm strange enough. Yeah. But I don't because you don't know what year this is. Fly. You don't know where this is. I wonder if Pinocchio is famous in Japan. Who knows? Mm, I think anything by Disney is going to translate well to all generations. Yeah, probably, yeah. And like Del Toro is coming out with a Pinocchio soon too. Netflix bought up the to release it. Is, uh, hmm. is Ron Perlman... Giuseppe, whatever that guy's name. <laughs> just Giuseppe. Uh, it's like a, it's like claymation <laughs> oh, what? stuff. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Weird. Yeah, it's like an so animation gross. style. Well, it's pretty insane story. Like, wouldn't you prefer less CGI and have it all CGI? No, I know, but I meant. Well, you could do like really good practical effects. Like when he turns into a donkey, that's fucking terrifying. Even Hellboy, all that practical stuff. Mm. Yeah, good point. He can he can pull it off, and he's really into like. All right, let's get back to the movie, which a lot of tangents. <laughs> All right. Turns out Hannah was lying when she said she didn't know the guy who jumped because he's a stalker. He watches her, follows her around, lived above her, um, and she confronted him about it and says that staring is not romantic and sexy and told him to fuck off. And when this is happening, you can sort so- of see that Simon's uncomfortable because it could be about him. Duality. Yeah. With him and that random stranger. Doubling. But, like, this is a really, really well... I've, this speech... The way he lights her could be good for two reasons because it's like really impactful. You like really focus on what she's saying, mm. and also could be like Eisenberg's perspective, like nothing else matters but her. Yeah, it's like focusing I, harder and harder. Yeah, it's really good, really 
really good scene. Cool. And she killed it too. Like she's disgust the way she's talking about this guy mm. and you feel it on his face. And yet he's actually not a bad looking guy either, Eisenberg. He's really he's lit really well, you know, cheek structure. Yeah, I, I didn't notice like that. A bit of a dweeb he's got like dude. quite prominent cheeks and jaw. Yeah, good good jawline. Yeah. Tony really associates himself with Jesse Eisenberg. He's Simon, aren't you, Tony? Rel- relate to him. Is what you say? You associate yourself with him. Yeah, I guess. Because you think you have like a really strong jawline, correct? No. <laughs> Weak chin. <laughs> yeah, I have a glass jaw, bro. <laughs> yeah, because you do all that meth, bro. That's what they call your glass jaw, don't they? No, I feel like... Got to lay off the boat. Uh, Eisenberg's miscast in this movie anyway. Who do you think would be a better lead? Ooh. Well, we'll get there when we when the his double comes. <laughs> all right. If you say Jake, if you say if you say Leo, it's also it's like thirty seconds from now. But all right, if you say Leo, you're out. So we're waiting for like an Eisenberg, but Eisenberg's already here, Tony. Can we just just tell us now, Tony? I don't want to wait. Well, I'm saying Michael Sarah will do a better fucking better job oh, of playing two off. characters than Eisenberg will. Have, have you seen? Shorty seen a movie the other day. Have you? Yeah. Have you seen that movie, Tony? What movie? A movie where he plays two people. Is it? Oh, is that the uh, one where he has a mo? Yes. I haven't seen it. No. Youth and Revolt. I thought it was. It's, I thought we were talking it's about shit. This. But does he do a good performance on two different characters? No. Like, no. The only good time he's played a character that isn't Michael Sarah is in This Is the End. <laughs> yeah. See, but he can pull it off. You know. But you can that see for it. a scene. For a scene. Well, talk about what about James Franco as Simon or James? Maybe. Yeah, he could pull it off too. Maybe. He's a rapist He could pull though, off so. the, definitely the charm inside. What about... The thing is, Eisenberg is killing it at being self-loathing. Well, not kill... It's hard because I don't like looking at it. I'm with Tony. I don't like... The performance is good because we don't like looking at it. Mm. So, give him props there. Okay. But do you think that like... Do you think James Franco would be a better James? Well, because well, me and Tony like traditional movie stars and like... Someone carrying the movie. Jerry, Jeremy Irons <laughs> put him in. Yeah, Jeremy Irons would kill it because he has a like a sparkle. Like Jesse Eisenberg has like anti-sparkle. Yeah. So that's why he's so good and he's perfectly cast in Social Network because you loathe him. Mm. And like it's not because Andrew Garfield pops so much more because of how boring he is. He's not like, yeah, he's not he's very one note. All right. So Yeah, I mean, that's like I, I can, I'm convinced by that. What about Tony? Tony, why don't you just... I'm sick of defending, it, defending Tony. Tony, you defend yourself, bro. I like Eisenberg. <laughs> Tony? What? I said defend Eisenberg. <laughs> defend Eisenberg? I'm not defending him. I'm, I'm against him. Yeah, well, tell us why you're against him. Because he can't pull off playing two characters in the same movie. <laughs> two different characters. He can't do it. You can only do one character. That's true. It, like, he looked to be an alpha. I don't natural. see any alpha in him at all. <laughs> He's a beta. Yeah, he's actually it's true. He's a sniveling little dweeb. All right. Both yes. times. Oh, I don't know. Really? Uh, yeah, this maybe wasn't really my cup it's of It's hard tea. because you're, you're following Leo's performance. That's why Tony's looking at it through that scope. So I, I think... Because he does it so effortlessly, doesn't he, Tony? Yep. Leo? Yeah, man. Compared? Turns out he has a phone call anyway from his mother. He's a disappointment. Another shit <laughs> is taken on his life. Uh, he goes back out and Hannah's gone. There's a note and a quarter and she asks him to play a song. So he does. But it actually turns out that he's a changed man. He's happy now. 
He sells his television, buys some earrings. Those earrings will not get you laid, though. They're purposely tiny, hey? Yeah, because his TV was worth nothing. It's all he could afford. Have you seen where he works? They don't, they don't pay well. This is the first I feel time. like everyone lives in the same complexes too, right? Yeah, they probably do, to be honest. I'm sure Harris lives in somewhere slightly nicer. Uh, Maybe the Colonel. Yeah, I love the uh, I love the bit when he's like staring through the uh, the glory hole. Mm. And you can see um, <laughs> Diana, and like the door just suddenly opens, and he's like, just yeah, just still. Mm. I mean, that's probably the most endearing thing he did in the whole movie. I really like that. Just st- stayed still and just like wait for everyone to walk past, and like just slowly walk in. It's yeah, extremely embarrassing. To- oh, it's endearing. <laughs> so, that, yeah. That's right. it's charismatic how he did it. Yeah, he does the, the physicality of that. I was only highlight. Well, technically, he is a movie star. You know what? You know what? It so is, you shouldn't actually. really bash him too much. You know what this is? <laughs> it's because I mean, I like movies. I like the technical aspects of movies. I really like the movie, the music. I really like like what cinematographers do. I like direction, which is funny because I can appreciate good acting, but maybe my ceiling for good acting is is way lower. You know, true. Because you're like oh, physicality of his performance. Look at Jack Nicholson stomp across this lawn. Oh man. <laughs> He just, yeah, lights up the screen. Yeah. Some people, yeah, that's true, Short. I think you really connect without, like, you don't need the actors to connect as much. I think, like, the score with me, I couldn't care less really about the score. I know it kind of, like, drives your emotion, but I don't pay no any attention. It manipulates you. Yeah, it manipulates me, correct. This is where the movie really sings because this whole, this is where I think they're not taking themselves very seriously at all. Like there's people fucking under the table. It's like a bit of anarchy. Like it's it's really good. Yeah. But then you have like the scenes where it's just him like walking, and like the music's thumping, like the scores thumping. It's like what is? I know I like this part. Like very the West Endersy parts are really good, mm. and like how the security guards there like you know takes him away, and like he's like sees a cone like dragging him away. He's like oh like pay attention, pay attention. It's really good. And then it's just somber, boring. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of uh, yeah. So it's like tonal it. tonal whiplash, I suppose. Yeah, definitely tonal whiplash. Right. Perfect way to describe it. But do these people are fucking underneath the table or what? No, they were just. No, you just see a tablecloth and then they get up. Yeah, yeah, they're falling you around. Definitely have a, a very know, over, overactive imagination. Yeah, they're not having intercourse. <laughs> they were doing something. How far do they go? First base. Third base. Oh, <laughs> first base. What's what? I reckon they rubbed each other's genitalia. Like clothed. Yeah, over the pants hand job. Over the pants, yeah, that's how you say it. <laughs> Sound really creepy way I said over the <laughs> So this is a theory I had. You could easily change this movie. So you could have it the protagonist, he's acting erratic now, but have him act crazy throughout, but then it'd be revealed to you that you've been following two different people. And this is like where you get shown like this is two people's different lives. And that's when then they meet later because maybe have him walk in after he gets kicked out. That's what I thought was going to happen, mm. but didn't really turn out with that. Then you just have like a. What do you guys think about that? Do you mean I don't know what you mean actually? You think you're following one character, but you're actually following two characters at the same time, intertwined. Yeah, as we feel, there's actually, actually two right. separate people. Right. So it's basically you just the have prestige. like a few little. Yeah. Christian, of, Christian, they're not, Christian, they're not Christian aware Bales, of each other. Yeah. Oh, okay, but they don't know each other. Yeah, it's like that, but they're not aware of each other yet. Right. Yeah, that could be good. But you could easily film it like that. Is it like sprinkled Eisenberg before he rocks up? Like a Taladurden sort of thing. There's like glimpses of him. Yeah, I saw that. I swear there's a shot of him just at the camera as he's like before the party starts or something. Mm. That's what I'm saying. You can't tell. I don't know. 
Disregard what I'm saying. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, it could be good. I mean, yeah, there's heaps of ways you could do a double movie. And I think this one is different to a lot. So that's sort of why I like it as well. But I do recognize, like, as you said before, when he puts the music on, like, it's great colors, good music, humor, the quirkiness as well. Mm. I just, as you said before, it's just the balance. It's just throwing me off. Yeah, okay. As Shane mentioned, he's walking through the samey streets, gets back to his courtyard, and sees himself. Races through the door, catches another glimpse. Seeing double four crusties. Races upstairs and uses his telescope and turns out he can see himself and he's moved into the Creepy. dead man's room. But he closes the blinds. End act one. <laughs> oh, that's what I missed that too. I moved that. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the shot wasn't from the outside. <laughs> well, no, I didn't realize he moved into the dead man's room. Yeah. Yeah, this is like the room I just above the apartment. So, but wouldn't you guys be more freaked out? He doesn't seem that phased, does he? I don't know. He seems... I mean, maybe he's just bad at acting. <laughs> <laughs> We've convinced him, Tony. Who knows? <laughs> I would be pretty terrified, actually, if I saw someone who looked exactly like me. Haircut, you get, suit, you even, get used to it. same clothes. Yeah, you get used yeah, to it. It's but, like you're looking at an uh, unattractive mirror. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, go back to the company, and he's nervous about signing in. He's trying to catch up to Hannah, and he, which he does in the elevator. Although, he couldn't tell that he wants to because he looks pretty awkward and there's a really big silent distance between them. Mm. Do you think at this point, if he asked her for a date, they could actually have a relationship? I think so. Because it's just like she just wants someone to not look at her and stalk her and spy on her and follow her That's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. But it's like (laughs) if you asked her out on a date, it's like that wouldn't be those things. So, I don't know, Tony. True. (laughs) I don't know, man. I mean, because this is weird. Simon mentions that he- Got her a present, but didn't think it was appropriate. I would have done exactly what she did. Just be like, oh, no. Okay. Jesus. <laughs> Out of frustration. This is where she probably puts up her, like, walls. I reckon after that interaction, yeah. he has no chance of ever having a romantic relationship with her. Because that was- Brutal. Not charming or <laughs> attractive. No. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck are you on about, mate? <laughs> he uh, he kicks care. the elevator uh, to get it working, but there's a massive alarm. He's in a reprimand meeting- a man takes his photograph uh, and he asks to see his card and finds out it's corrupted. So they cut it up and he'll get one in six to eight weeks, which is not a time that this guy can go without an ID because no one even remembers his face. Isn't it like convenient that everyone keeps forgetting it? But if you had a guy at your work or in your life that was that got under everyone's skin because he tends to do that, you wouldn't forget him, right? I think it's literally just the fact that, like, I mean, that's the sort of surrealist thing coming out because it's just like, it's ridiculous. Like, how could you not remember someone? He's a bit of a non-person. Mm. Thanks, Let's Harris. describe those later. <laughs> um, so, Melanie and Harris are hanging out in Simon's cubicle, just sort of passing the time. Papadopoulos comes in with a new employee, lauding him. Uh, this is where you really see that all the other employees are fucking old as fuck. When Simon sees the new character, James, he faints. And we come to with uh, Papadopoulos fanning him. And I actually think this guy's pretty understanding. Did you guys think it was like a bit of a conspiracy going on? Like, did you have had that feeling, Tony? Like, they're trying to replace him or something? Like, everyone's in on it? Um, no. I don't feel like that at all. Do you think you didn't think about it that much because you hated the movie? But I did find it strange that they didn't think that they looked alike. That was, yeah, like what he was saying, it was surreal. I I think that was a dumb choice as well. Yeah, that's why I was thinking conspiracy, Tony, because it's just like no one can be this dumb. I feel like they're just trying to replace him mm. with the clone or something. 
Yeah. Well, obviously that's not what the case. I'm just thinking like it's just that's what I'm saying. It's me and Tony's issue with just trying to make sense of everything. Mm. Well, it's just funny because Richard mm-hmm. Ayoade did a an interview actually, and he was like, because he was talking to the screenwriter, and he's like, wouldn't it be crazy if someone who looked exactly like you basically came and everyone loved them, but no one realized that you looked like them? Like that's just like a ridiculous thing to happen. And that's what he said. He's like, it well, is. it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make a whole movie of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it made like uh, nah. very little money at the box office. So there you go. It wouldn't have been too much to make, surely. Yeah, I don't know. I should have checked it up, actually. You can do that later if you want. I'm trying to do it now, but AMD Pro, like they're trying to charge you to have a look at that shit. What? No way. That's hectic. All about money, man. Bring back the message boards. <laughs> 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 anyway. <laughs> Papadopoulos. You know how on. like you know how crazy. Oh, hey, Tony, how often were you on IMDb because of the message boards? Was there any reason why I was on there? Or in trivia too, but exactly. Yeah, trivia. But like it was like we watch a movie, message boards, trivia, and that was like a ritual yeah. for us. But now, like, how much traffic did they lose for losing the message boards? Heaps, man. But what? Too many trolls and stuff were on that. Oh man, it was so toxic. Yeah. <laughs> I actually never really looked at the message boards unless you specifically asked me to. Like, were they really that bad? Were they? Oh. It was- there were, as Tony said, a lot of trolls, and it was pretty bad, especially like Marvel versus DC. Like, this is where the peak of like Batman vs. Men right, was okay. crap. This is where they, about the time when they banned it, but a lot of like hate speech and it's, it was horrible. Right, okay. But like, people, I don't know, how far can you take, like, at what point do people just realize it's just troll? Like, just don't even pay attention to it. But people always bite, it's like insane. But like it, then you have a thing. It's like troll versus troll. Like they both think they're like having like they're both winning this like made up debate. But it's really like, oh yeah, I'm getting under his skin, and they're probably thinking the same thing. I'm getting under his skin. It's like then now you're just wasting time. Mm. That's why I see it. But I get sucked into it too, and I just fucking hate. <laughs> well, there you go, mate. So they are winning. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Simon Fainter comes too with Papadopoulos fanning him. He's being pretty understanding. Because he's like, oh, if you're diabetic, give him a cookie. It's like, oh, if you do recreational drugs, that's fine. Keep it out of the office. If you want to see strange men, keep it out of the office. What an understanding boss. So Simon and James are in the same bathroom. And I always wonder, do they know they look alike? Which is answered later. But um, yes. Yeah, definitely yes. And um, Simon <laughs> goes out to see Harris and asks him if he reminds him of anyone. Yeah, he has a really good line. He's like, do you think we look alike? He's like, oh, yeah, because after he, yeah, like, he goes, double takes, yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, you guys do. You're not even Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jesus, that's racist. Yeah. But I do like, that's the same. The humor is really good because he's obviously a comedian. It's a shame. Shame that I didn't like the balance because it has a potential. Yeah. has a lot of potential that I think is squandered because of this stupid. It's too artsy. Uh, you're too artsy. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no one really seems to give a shit, actually, that they look alike. Harris calls Simon, as Shane said, a bit of a non-person, a bit unnoticeable. As Simon is looking at the window, contemplating life, watching a balloon or something, a pigeon hits the window and kills itself. We'd seen. This is like the first in- indication of like maybe you can't escape. Yeah. It's just better I guess off. That's true, yeah. That's true, actually, yeah. Good understanding. Um, Simon gets in the elevator and the elevator still doesn't work but then James follows kicks it works you really see the tonal difference between these two characters how they live their life the luck that they get bestowed upon them and so on 
They uh, walk side by side in the train station. Seems pretty tense, but they end up at the cafe, smiling at each other. And you can sort of see, yeah, I guess like, and this is sort of where I think the script gets a bit blunt. It's a little bit funny, but, you know, Simon orders breakfast. Oh, sorry, Simon orders his bagels and Coke. James orders breakfast. Yeah, and I remember this is the scene actually where I was like, man, Tony's going to rip into this for being like (laughs) not (laughs) acting. And, I mean, I agree. It's just like slightly louder voiced Eisenberg. Hey, should have like changed his voice? Maybe try to sound a bit deeper or something. Like, I don't know, he needs to be more... Of, a, of like yeah, I said it before. Alpha, like he mm. he can control the room. You know what I mean. He just seems like a, the same guy, but yeah, less less of a stutter. You're right. He needs to be charming. Like you need to like him. Like yeah, the audience. But I, I don't know you you've seen him. I know it's really hard. But yeah, Tony, you're right. He's like he's like double. Like you know, Simon. He's like stammering, indirect in nature. And just because this guy's being direct doesn't mean like he could change very slightly and be this guy. Is that why maybe he's acting that way? Like it doesn't take much to change yourself. Mm. Is that what the director's trying to tell you? That's a good question. Uh, AYD does say that it's not exactly like a contemplation between good and evil. It's just like these two guys are just people that have all their all have all their own flaws and personalities and stuff. Probably wouldn't go that far, but I do think it's it's not meant to be like one person is good and one person is evil, so to speak. It's his shadow. Yeah, you can say that. That's actually, yeah, I do like that as well. We uh, cut to a club or a pub or something. James is chatting to some women. He asks Simon which one he wants uh, and it makes him uncomfortable. So he goes (laughs) into the toilet and bumps some bikey on the way. (laughs) Again, I'm not really buying it, but James headbutts the bikey and they run away. Um, Yeah, I really think did nothing, man. Yeah, I know. It's a twig. The guy was like fucking. (laughs) It makes the world not seem real when all this stuff's happened, like very fantastic. Dreamlike. But hey, this this completes a trifecta though. Headbutt raising cane, headbutt by Leo with the iron mask, Mm. and now headbutt with Eisenberg. So it's each person playing the double headbutt. The headbutt trilogy. (laughs) Yeah, that's insane. And like even the threesome talk. Like, didn't Porthos talk about threesomes? I'm sure Kane. It's technically like a threesome if you... <laughs> with his well, really, it's like character. an orgy, mate, if you have sex yeah, with him. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, there's a lot of... Slim- it's just insane, like, how the themes have way more... I don't know. I think it's coincidental, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the headbutts are all coincidental, yeah. yeah. But I guess there is, there crazy, is a lot of crossover, because, I mean, most movies about, like, a double or something like that are mostly ruminations on, like, what makes a person... Sane or Sexual like nature. themselves or something individual, <laughs> unique. Yeah, but headbutting to get out of situations always always seem to work. Yeah, I'm going to use that it's more often in my learned. daily life. I think that the, it's it's how you headbutt too because yeah, you shouldn't headbutt with your nose. You headbutt with the top of your the bottom of your forehead. That part it helps to wear an iron mask too. True. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so Simon and James are drunk on a train, and yeah, I agree with myself, Simon. Is really good in this scene. <laughs> um, James asks why Simon oh, is single, yeah. and Simon sort of goes on like a monologue dialogue thing about what he would say to Hannah if he could. How he feels so empty and immaterial and ghostly, and it really does seem like he's about to cry. Um, but then yeah. there's that like weird two good performances yeah. or two good line deliveries yeah. from the girl. Now this one, 
And um, yeah, he's really. I reckon that's what they got to get the role. Do you this think? Thing? You think the director's like, yeah, this speech, and then for the girl, it's that speech. Mm. If you were like, like I'm um, casting the movie, these are the lines you'd lo- uh, use, wouldn't you, to like decide which actor you want? Yeah, it's a good choice. I'd really love to know more about casting processes and things like that. It seems so interesting. <laughs> casting couch, <shorty. laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where I get all my Seems research so from. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn. As hey, Tony, what would you do, Tony, if you were like surfing through Pornhub and you see Shorty on a couch? <laughs> uh, would you click it? I don't watch porn. <laughs> and the- <laughs> <laughs> but if you did, would you? You have to click it. Would though. you click? I want to click. Hell no. It's two girls interviewing. It's not like a dude interviewing. It's like two girls. Would you watch it then? If I knew Shorty was in it, no. <laughs> really? Yes. Damn. I don't know. I think I would watch would watch it just to see like- You're curious. Like, I think it'd be cool. I, I, don't know if it, I don't know if it would turn me on or not. I'd just be like, oh, that's awesome, Shorty. You did well. Thanks, man. I don't know. <laughs> but it's all fake. I'll be like, they're I'll link it to my next, uh, my next casting catch then. Like, yeah, she's faking. She's like acting be- shorty. <laughs> Don't be fooled. <laughs> I'll play two characters. Porno's going to be called the characters. double. It's, it's, it's Porno's called the double ca- <laughs> casting couch, like a double dildo come out. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, he's opening his heart, but James is asleep. He doesn't give a shit. Simon is surprisingly forgiving, though. Carries him into his room, takes off his shoes, tucks him in, feels his own face, <laughs> feels James's face. Um, peers into his telescope. Wait, 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 wait. Which one was asleep? James. James was asleep. Simon was yeah. awake. What? I thought James was the one that's carrying no. it. No, Simon's way too, like, nice to- That was the first like, red flag what- as well when, you know, Simon, Simon was uh, pouring his heart out and then James couldn't give a fuck. That's when I would have yeah. been like, nah, this, this guy ain't for me. That's what I mean. He's very forgiving. Uh, Very forgiving. Because James would just wake so, him up. You know, he wouldn't sit in the chair all night. So, it was Simon, like, looking over him with the desk light at him. But the guy, like, like peeks, remember? Hmm? Doesn't he peek at him? Yeah, he does, yeah. I feel like this is what I'm saying. Like, I couldn't even tell which one was which. But I feel like Simon was the one in bed. No. No, nah, I didn't get that. Because, like, the strong man had to carry him home. <laughs> No, nah, it's because the Isn't guy doesn't it, give a shit. Is his room as well? It's Simon's room because that's how you know it's Simon's room because the telescope is there and he's looking at Hannah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why would he bring him back to his bed, not not his own? Because he doesn't have his keys. He doesn't wake him. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. I know, it's all for sus. This movie's sus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dre. Um, <laughs> anyway, we cut to the morning. Um, James is gone and it's the same old, same old. Signing in uh, with his visitor pass, but James sort of like tips him to the security guard and he gets in. See, James is already pretty popular. Some businessman, office women, Harris, coffee man. He's the talk of the fucking office. Um, Unbeknownst to Simon, they're planning to switch for James's aptitude test. Simon is nervous, but he knows what's going on. He's worked there for seven years, so it's okay. And even during the test and after, the test proctor... Loves him because she thinks he's James. I think. Meanwhile, yeah, see that's that's not consistent with the story though either. Mm. Do you think? Well, do people normally know? know? People always pick out which one's which. What about the janitor? I think. Where he's like, "Hey, where are you going, Simon?" 
He's like, because he does, yeah, but like, it's, it's, yeah. he's like, oh. he stands up yeah, for himself. Off. Oh, that must be. Yeah. But I know it's very, as I said, convenient when and where, when and where they tell the difference. Right, okay. Well, that's okay. But like, it's cool though, because they both have, at the moment, it's looking like win-win for both mm. of them. He's getting treated, he's getting treated better. He's like going to bang the boss's daughter, which is awesome. <laughs> I'm not sure how old she is, so I'm not sure if I can yeah. say that's awesome or not. So I'm going to reserve. But Shane, Shane's, Shane's team age, spacey, right? so Uh-oh. doesn't mind. Uh-oh. 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 Eject, eject, eject. <laughs> Hold up, bro. <laughs> no, I need to see how old this, this lovely lady is. That's why we can never release Kick-Ass. <laughs> oh, my God. Her, we can never release that episode. Her photo looks... Mm, true. Dude, her photo looks like she's like 11. Let's <laughs> 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 update that. I don't get to update that shit. Uh, I don't know. Well, like if the main character's doing it, like it's got to be know, okay. I say that either. Nah, she's she's legal. She's like she's 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 actually older than me. So, how old were you in two thousand thirteen? Oh, yeah, you were yeah you were legal age. That's okay. Yeah, well, was I? <laughs> <laughs> either way, she's older than me. It's all G. All right. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't get in trouble. Wait, wait, I'm sound like Kevin Spacey. <laughs> no, you actually sound like that rapist guy from Transformers with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, you sound like that rapist guy. That's one thing I want to hear <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Anyway, we yeah. see James as Simon flirting with Melanie, talking about how date is sexy and how coffee is sexy and how being a soulmate is cool and mature. Meet up at James's booth, um, but he sort of leaves Simon to do all of his work. Simon goes down to see Hannah. She also does not give a fuck. <laughs> She's twisting some cups together, cares more about how they don't sound like crickets anymore. Simon just leaves. And now we're on the train. Simon definitely- That's like floating, right? Yeah, it's just like- I think he's just trying to. Oh, shit. What the fuck? No, but the thing is, but she is initiating conversation. She's talking about- Like, remember how he visits her again mm. when they're like- She has wants nothing to do with him. Everything's like close-ended. Like, she's trying to strike up any conversation with Like, she's very open. True. But after then she gets closed off, so- I know. It's really frustrating that Simon doesn't. Yeah, it seems so easy, doesn't it? It's like, just be a human, mate. But then it's weird because she she changes, she flips like that. She flips really quickly too. Mm. I don't know. So now we're on the train um, and James is giving Simon tips on how to pick up uh, Hannah. Tells him to lick his lips but not look like a lizard. Unfortunately, Simon looks exactly like a lizard. That was some- actually. I laughed out loud when he did that. Did you- <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> nice, ridiculous. It was really. It's unrealistic though. But yeah, Tony's right. Very funny. Redemption. <laughs> nice. Somehow it worked. Hannah came over and wanted to chat with Simon. She wants to meet up back to the cafe or the diner. But you think it's for him? No. But we're not. We're in the middle yeah. of a conversation now, and it seems like Hannah has never met anyone. What was that? Sh- hold up. Hold no, up. No, no, I saw it. What was I that saw it coming. I knew Susie going to be into James. Saw it yeah. coming. Did you? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Oh, maybe I was just really happy that Simon was growing as a person. Maybe. Nah, I didn't actually see it coming either. Yeah. I thought, oh, like about time because so far, you know, you want them to get together because it's like they'll solve both of their problems because they're both, you know, lonely. Yeah. I think Tony just Tony puts himself in his shoes and like nothing go right for him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Tony really picked it. Um, yeah, Hannah has never met anyone like James and wants Simon to tell him how she feels. Gets agitated. Good dialogue, good overlaying of sounds. 
Um, but eventually, Simon agrees. We go back to the office. James and Simon are discussing how this could be a good thing. Maybe Simon can go as James. Starts giving him some advice. Obviously, the advice that Shane loves <laughs> about how not to be gay, how not to ride bikes unless you're a terrorist or a drive-by shooter, and how not to be Simon, basically. Yeah, very. Yeah. So, this is my theory, right? right. This is actually my the one I, I like. So, this movie could be seen through a lens of the protagonist. So, everything is like his perspective. And he's like suffering with depression. Mm. And it'll explain why everyone's against him. But like it's maybe only in his mind. Maybe the interactions are not like that exactly. But just the way he sees it. And everything's so bland and claustrophobic and poorly lit. Maybe that's because he's like in his own little world. When that Maybe everything's not like that. Mm. And this is like a whole way he copes like you're just seeing it i don't know i thought it'd be better if they went more that route because it does seem it would give it give a lot more leeway to how the, they shoot it make more sense mm. like because sometimes it's very happy and very good and sometimes it's really sad and very somber and like most of the time it is when something does it goes wrong because this could be how this is his emotions how he, his emotions is like how it's been shown visually yeah, it could be good. I mean, I actually like that idea because it's. I actually really do always love movies with unreliable narrators anyway. Um, well, it's kind of like that anyway because I think that's maybe that's why, what I'm picking up from the director because mm. we you know the party scenes, it's like everything's more vibrant, but then like he gets kicked out and it's all dark. Maybe that's what I was, you know, picking up. Yeah, okay. Um, I know I was writing depression on my phone <laughs> and instead of using the D, I put the F there. And it, guess what it autocorrected as? Suppression. Um, sex pest. Foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? That's just history. No. It's only one it's history, mate. Yeah, it's an algorithm. Yeah, bought, you reckon? It knows. My God, these algorithms are going to get me. Me and Yasmin Page are going to, you know, go somewhere else. <laughs> She's the actress from The Double, mm. the daughter. <laughs> so we got a windy transition to a restaurant. Um, I really like it. The sound of the wind carries into the restaurant, uh, and Hannah, Simon, Hannah, and Simon are having a staring contest. It's fucking awkward as hell. He takes uh, James's advice, claims to be an Olympic swimmer, and goes to the bathroom and bails. Turns out James is actually in there, and he's been giving him advice through an earpiece. Would you? Um, I don't know. Would you ever go on a date with an earpiece, Shane, or you think you're good? I'll be good, yeah. but. I've seen um, Eva Woman, bro, or right. Saving Silverman. Saving I know what happens yeah. if you run that gauntlet. Have you ever asked um, for dating advice guys... from Shane Tony? Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> no. How would you meet Sam, Tony? What? I met Sam through my sister. How would you meet Sam? Yeah? Well, what happened that night? What was the play? There's no play. It was me being myself. Play, bro. I told you. I was love at first sight if you listen yeah, to said... the wedding speeches, actually. Trust me. If it wasn't for Cupid here, you wouldn't have got no. that. <laughs> well, I said to you, Tony, I was like, just be cool and I'll be a dick. Surely I said that. <laughs> I think that's well, how spoken anyway, general, maybe. Just always the play. It's the only play. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only play you've got. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should switch up once in a while, Tony. <laughs> you couldn't pull it off. Yeah, you're such an Eisenberg, but, like, bro. You think? No, but Eisenberg. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Tony, you can't take that. <laughs> So far, even though they dress the same, like, do you think it's out of place that he wears a Hawaiian shirt here? I was going to say, it does pop. Definitely pops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony. 
It's like when I'm raising Kelly, <laughs> we wear sunglasses and shit. <laughs> yeah, that wig and uh, red dress really pops too. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It, I mean, I've never seen them wear anything else in the entire movie, but... I've got a good one for you, Tony. Would you have a bang Margot or bang Jesse Eisenberg? <sighs> Eisenberg, man. But at least Margot thinks she's a woman. But at least Eisenberg's more feminine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Eisenberg actually has hair. What you going to say, like... I don't want to pull no wig off. Lithgow. <laughs> Sorry, John Lithgow. <laughs> Tony likes to pull hair while he's having sex. But uh, you're right. Lithgow is a big yeah, dude. he's a big guy. <laughs> like, he's like I feel months. I feel emasculated next to him, you know? But you're banging him, Tony, from behind. So. Yeah, that will make me feel powerful. <laughs> it, I don't know. I think it'd be weird banging someone, like, really big, manly. Not like I have nothing against, like, larger girls. I'm saying a big dude. That'd be, I couldn't. I wouldn't enjoy it. I like to be the. I like to be the dominant one, and I wouldn't feel like I'm dominating. Like, then you've had like a loose butthole and stuff. Like, you wouldn't. <laughs> it wouldn't really lose it. I don't me. think that's how gay sex works at all. With a little dick, it's how it works. Yeah, all right, that's that's me then. That's why. That's <laughs> me. <laughs> well, you shorty. Where would you go? Uh, yeah, Eisenberg. Wow, you gave Tony shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm going to take Lifko because I don't want to be lonely. All right. I'm going to be cooler after sex. Like, hanging out with Lifko would be a lot cooler than hanging out yeah, with Lifko. Yeah, we're hanging out now. Fucking... You never said that. <laughs> well, <laughs> true. No, we get to have, like, Four cuddles play. afterwards. Foreplay. Afterplay, <laughs> postplay. Oh, my God. Nah, well, change the, like, goalposts every time <laughs> I, like, answer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just like, no, uh, try to make it, like, a beneficial for me if I'm picking the... Worst choice. All right. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Simon sucks at dating. James knows. And everyone knows that James knows that Simon knows. So, James goes out to catch Hannah. And as Simon tries to watch, the song gets turned up. The speaker breaks. And then a guy turns on a blender. He's still trying to see what they're saying. Turns on another blender. So, he sort of just gives up. But uh, Hannah slaps James. And then he slaps her back. And whispers in her ear, and somehow they kiss, and everyone claps. Yeah. It's like a good hat on hat on hat on hat joke. Mm. Like, everything just keeps getting worse. But um, that that singer, well, I don't know singer, but that act extra who, like, you know, claps as mm. well, Um, is he, like, the lead singer of Coldplay? He I could was be. looking that close. He, I have no idea. He must be famous, eh, because he looked just like that, that dude. Got his name. I don't know. Not a big I'm fan not a of huge Coldplay. fan of Coldplay. I'm sure he's know. not. Yeah, I knew you wouldn't be. <laughs> you can check and let me know. No, nah, that's fine. That's fine. I just thought it was someone with significance. Mm. It just looked like him. So, Simon is alone mm. on the train, the same brown train, same flickering lights, empty seats, goes to work, has to do the same visitor sign-in. Life sucks again. Goes to see Hannah, but she's on the phone. There's a lot of mumbling about printers and elbow grease. And he asks about the date last night. No response. She watches the uh, tedious and ear-splittingly loud printing process. And he asks again. And she just says she's okay. Melanie interrupts and they exit. Yeah. So this scene, you were pretty much watching him suffer, hey? Internally, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, this is the part of the movie where I just like gave up on it. I was like, no, I don't like this movie. It's too bleak. Yeah, I'm on Tony's camp. It was a 
yeah, as I said before, it's like suffering hmm. porn or whatever, misery porn. It's just like, why did we have to be bored down this way? Actually, that, that was actually a point in the movie and I was like, fuck it. Let's see how bad this can get. <laughs> I want to see him- Kill himself. On the, as a bum begging for change. <laughs> like, because he never gave up. Like, he just said, like, it kept getting worse. He kept going, kept getting worse, kept going. I just wanted to see him just get absolute lowest and just keep going. Because I was like, fuck this guy. Hmm. So is the ending really is, is the happy ending a happy one? We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> so Simon gets some balls, and he's yeah. Oh, hold up! Actually, no. Hold up. If the girl, if that girl Mia, well, hold up. What's the character's Hannah. name? If Hannah, well, Hannah and Mia rhyme. If Hannah was actually nice, and like she showed her, like her intention was like pure, like she could see he was suffering. And, like, you know, be, like, she shouldn't give such a, like, cold shoulder. That's why I was off that character as well. I'm, like, with Tony. I, like, I didn't give up on the movie, but I gave up on her character. Nah. I think it's not up to her to, like, literally baby this guy through life. Like, she went on a date. So, she has to tell this guy that they fucked or something. Uh, She knows that he has feelings for her because he's the creep now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't so think that's she the does. way he, he she views him. Hey, she views him as a creep now. Hey, definitely, yeah, because he's a creep. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's like an. I don't know. I think she's still a bit soft on him, but it's okay. So yeah, Simon doesn't give up. He gets some balls and goes to give his report to Papadopoulos. But James takes his report and passes it off as his own work. Um, more shit going wrong. Yeah, shit's going down. Simon peers in and sees his dream of meeting the Colonel. Stolen by James. Shit is really falling apart. Go back to Simon's mother. She's still crazy. Her favourite song is Silence. The other woman hands Simon a knife. And, yeah, again, it's a really (laughs) funny interaction. Because it's like, you know, the people in this uh, facility are carrying weapons. He's like, yep. (laughs) And he flashes his gun. Well, flashes his piece. Yeah, that was actually pretty funny. Yeah, that was so funny. Nice touch. Yeah. It's only character I did like. Yeah. Simon looks at his knife yes. that he just got given in the apartment, but he puts it in a drawer instead. He can't deal with it, and he goes to his telescope. And he sees James bring home Melanie, who, yeah, I don't know, Ugh. older than you, Shane, but whatever. He won't shut the blinds. No, away. he wants the light left on. <laughs> he wants him to watch. Like, him. He, he's trying to make him suffer too. Yeah, for sure. Like, why, why is he so obsessed with rubbing it in his face? I don't know. He's just a mean guy. Well, you know what's one thing about Eisenberg, though? That's an ace up his sleeve? Is that arrogant? He can really puff arrogant, smug, <laughs> like, look and face. Yeah, he can, yeah. He's like, he, shoots a f- he shoots a few looks at Eisenberg, like uh, Simon, the James character. <laughs> he shoots a few looks at him. He's just like, fuck this dude. Yeah, what a dick. So... It was working. Like he did, he did a good yeah. job. So Simon, uh, driven, calls Hannah as James and asks her to come upstairs. We see her arrive from the telescope, but James rejects her, rejects her, and she goes back downstairs. She starts crying, and Simon feels pretty bad. Do you think that's a real thing? Why didn't James try to pull for freeway? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or did that he sound like something he would do? Or did he try? And that's why she started <laughs> crying. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. But he said he had, no. He actually said before like they're not as fun as you think, didn't he? 
No, I don't think she knows that he's like sleeping with other people. Porthos view of life. Yeah. Well, I, I doubt like both of them want to share because I think they're both in love with him. Yeah, that's true. Which is sad. Because she's young and like thinks he's like, so mature. Do you guys want to hear a shit theory I got come up with? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Did you uh, find this so on a message board? Somehow. No, nah, this is my theory. No, I didn't, uh, only theory I found on the message board was the depression one. The one about the clones. No, the depression one. Oh, okay, okay. No, nah, the clone stuff was the stuff I read. But this is this is my crappy one because I was pissed off at Mia, like Mia's character, Hannah. Um, so what if like uh, the double is a shapeshifter, right? Mm. And they both get off on like getting dudes to fall in love with her and then driving him crazy to kill himself. They both get off on that. That's what it was like. <laughs> it was like them two conspiring against Simon just to drive him nuts. And just like it happened to the guy previously with the binoculars. This will happen to him. Same thing happened. Some That's not a bad dude theory. Fucking with his to be Because that, that would make you so jealous. It's not bad. <laughs> Hannah's like, not the looks, bad guy here. Yeah, it was just. No, but they'll make you so jealous. Like, your guy looks exactly like me. And you're going for him. Yeah, getting getting the perfect yeah. life. And it really makes you question your, your own sense. self. Like, what's wrong with me? Because it's obviously not my looks. It's my personality. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess that's probably why he goes to kill himself. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just drives him mad. That's a good point like, as well. That's a good point, Tony, you bring up about how it's everything seems like it's in reach, but why isn't it? Why is it all the good things happen to the guy who's... My doppelganger. Mm. So that must be like life living with, with me, Tony, when we're growing up. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what have you admitted that, mate? This is like a big cycle. Somebody said this already. Yeah, I know. This is like a. Well, we're on the we're on the couch, right? Not the casting couch. We're on the psychological, mm. psychology, psychology couch now, Tony. So this movie is like really therapeutic for you, mm. right? <laughs> you dealing with some issues you don't want to bring up? I'm just suppressing them. I think. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's. That's why he hates the movie. It's too close. Yeah, it's too close to home. Yeah, how would you feel? How would you feel if like a set of twins were playing this movie instead? You reckon that'd be better or worse? There's no really good twin actors though, except for females. Well, yeah, I mean, and Cole and Dylan Sprouse are a not good actors, but yeah. also don't really look the same anymore. True, Tony. How would you feel if the Ice Man, um, uh, Aaron something? Oh, that guy, and yeah. the guy from Smallville. How would you think he would go in this role? I don't think he's like better kind of an actor. Or worse. But <laughs> he'd probably do better than Eisenberg. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Well, there's only twin actor I can think of, except for the guy from like Terminator 2. But is his twin an actor, as though? As far as twins go. What the guy mean? from Terminator 2, is his twin the actor? Sorry, an actor? Uh, no, you know that scene where the guy gets stabbed for the eyeball? Uh, Yeah. They're, that's a twin. Like, instead of doing CGI, they just did, like, the two two guys. Oh, that's cool. But yeah. is, is he just, just like, another, an extra? Like, <laughs> well, like, I think one guy plays a cop, one guy plays, like, the T-1000. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, after that, uh, Simon starts to lay down the law with James, but immediately after all of his demands, he just whips out a photograph of Melanie and, quote, unquote, <laughs> Simon. Eventually, Simon gives James <laughs> the key to his apartment so he can bang other people there. Nah. It's a real that, low point. I would never do that. Fuck that. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> fuck my job. You're not going to have sex on my bed, come. Shane I'm 100% sure, sure he, has. No, Shane wouldn't have crossed that line. 
I would not. No way. Tony's Tony's weird when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't care if you banged in my bed. (laughs) It's like the the level of disrespect there is insane. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of disrespect. You always wash sheets. And yeah, I mean, it it seems like he feels disrespected because he's waiting in the stairwell and he waits for James and this random woman to leave. And as soon as they do, he grabs a key and cleans his room. But again- Well, at least he's not cock blocking, right? Yeah, so true. That's such a Tony thing. (laughs) (laughs) He's not giving up though. Simon is back at it. He's at work writing his report. James asks for his key again and he sort of puts up a fight. Uh, James asks Papadopoulos to come over and he throws those photographs on the ground- and eventually, yes. Papadopoulos leaves because um, Simon is defeated. But then Hannah comes in and asks all his questions about James. Well, can we just talk about the how he like hides hides the photos? Yeah, sure. I think that was a really nice touch as well. He's just like bang foot, bang thing. It's just a good way to like uh, catch him. But I don't know if he was just if he stood up stood, uh, stood up for himself earlier, this never would have happened. <laughs> but I do like the part where he's like. In case you notice the different smells, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's awesome. This guy's definitely like me. I know. Compared to Tony, <laughs> yeah, stupid duality crap. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, all this stuff very um, like Ar- Aronofsky would be proud of what's going on with this movie at this point. Very Shane esque. Everything's like scattered and not making sense. In my, I don't bit. think I really watched that bit. many Aronofsky movies to be honest. Like I liked Mother and Requiem for a Dream, but. And yeah. Well, I watched Pi the other day. That was like his debut, like independent film, kind of like this independent film. But um, yeah, it was interesting, but I don't know. Mm. Something about him. Something about him I don't yeah. like. I just, I, I rather David Lynch. Mm. Have you watched all of. Um, oh, that's right. I'll, I'll ask you in person. <laughs> um, well, how's Tony? How's Tony feel about Aronofsky? I, I really enjoyed. Um, Working for a dream, but I think it's the only one I've seen of his. I want to like, I want to watch Black Swan too, right? but that's just a fucking oh, yeah. photocopy of um, Perfect Blue. So fucking yeah, I know it is a fucking Ooh. it is a photocopy. I'm not saying it isn't. He bought the scene. He bought the movie rights for it, so he could use a scene from it. <laughs> <laughs> what a peasant! That pisses me off. Did you know he also used that scene in Wrecking for a Dream anyway? Yeah, no, yeah, that the bathroom, yeah, the, the bathtub. bathtub. Oh my god. The best thing about Wrecking for the Dream is when they pan out of Jared Leto and he has like one arm. So. <laughs> the that ending. Should, that movie's fucking depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't even say that, eh? <laughs> Spoilers. When I watched that movie, actually, I can't the, remember the sound that movie. mixing the movie's hella is sick. really bad. Well, not bad. It's just like low because- Is it purposely Purposely bad? bad because at the end, you know, when they're like Ugh. giving the mother like electric shock treatment, it's so fucking loud yeah, and everyone's so- like screaming- <laughs> as to ass. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I remember. Though. I know it's meant to be traumatic. Yeah, traumatic as fuck. And I was watching it. In You're laughing. You're laughing about it right now. Yeah, I know. Saying ass to ass. Who is me? <laughs> me and Shorty's laughing. Tony's <laughs> in a mood now. Right? <laughs> it's like de- defending like all the people who wronged him. <laughs> ass to ass. It's a bad thing. Tony, what have you done in your life, bro? Ask to ask. Have you done that before, bro? What is ask to ask anyway? What's that mean? <laughs> Double ended dildo, I think. Oh, well, that's not bad. No, I know. If it was like, <laughs> like you eat her ass and someone eat your, I don't know, like uh, caterpillar. What's that crap? Like a sixty nine. <laughs> What's that thing movie, Tony? The oh, 
Centipede. Yeah, human centipede. Yeah, human centipede. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what the hell? Human caterpillar, that shit. Caterpillars and centipedes are close. <laughs> Do you like uh, caterpillars or centipedes? Caterpillars are the friendly. Caterpillars, caterpillars turn to butterflies. Yeah. Centipedes turn into centipedes. Sort of like I- bees. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like bees. Yeah, so which one's better though? A bee or a butterfly? A bee. I prefer a bee. Which which one which one would you ever eat for <laughs> substance? Uh maybe a bee. At least like a, sort of like honey, I guess. I don't know. We'll put that to it. I test. want to become a bee. I want to be a bee. <laughs> I have to consume it. It's like the red dragon, you know, like yeah. does weird shit. That's what Tony does with bees. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he that's how he knows all those bee facts, bro. He's got like these wing tattoos on his shoulder blades. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck are we talking about bees? Let's fucking talk about this. <laughs> all right. No, I like it. <laughs> just because Tony doesn't like it, so we got to like fill the time. Anyway, Hannah asks all these questions about his telescope and uh, his room, and he basically has to lie. It's a real, it's a real low point for Simon because he claims he doesn't know who Pinocchio is. He can't give his key because he doesn't have it, and he tells her that he thinks she's becoming obsessive. Um, <laughs> she calls him a snake. Good call. Oh, that's Tony, a thoughts? snake. Oh no, it's like calling something like a dog, right? Like you're a dog, or a snake's like worse. Snake's worse. I think the snake is way worse than a dog. Because snake means like you're venomous, untruthful. You strike me. It's so funny yeah. that, but like, like how? Because like, I remember playing poker, <laughs> and I used to say it all the time to you guys, like, "Oh, you're a dog, you're a dog," and I said it to like a. <laughs> Guy in like his fifties, my probably like forties, and he took such offence to it. Like, would you call me? Don't you call me that? I'm like, what? No, I'm saying like, oh, you beat me, you dog. It's like, no, no, like those are fighting words, mate. I'm like, what? Girls, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I did not you expect like, that. Real serious, real quick. Was that in? I remember that. I was like, everyone was. Everyone got, was yeah, was that in the town quick. or was that somewhere else, Tony? <laughs> no, that wasn't. Was what yeah, was his okay. name? I can't forget his oh, name, but he wasn't that good of a poker player. Yeah, Definitely a gambler. He was a dog. He was a dog. Well, everyone who could gamble. Dude, you think we're poker players? We're just like, who could gamble more? Yeah, mate. Eagle Boy Man. Fuck it. He used to fuck me up. What part are we up to? The snake. Right. Simon, yeah, calls him a snake. snake. <laughs> anyway, Simon's walking home from work. Oh, wait. Yeah, no. Sorry. Yeah, it's it. Yeah. Son of a bitch stole my line. Yeah. You know, when uh, the ghost crap, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dark. Yeah. He says he doesn't know who Pinocchio is. That's crazy. Simon is walking home. It's dark, as usual. He gives his shoes to a hobo, but not his socks. Pretty weird. Um, and it's sort of just guys, like... That guy's like famous for taking people's items of clothing. Yeah. I didn't even notice that, yeah. Tony. But he has no, di- he has no dialogue actor, either. But, but, uh, if mm. you, Batman Begins, you think he gives uh, his jacket. Yeah. Bruce Wayne gives him his jacket. And he gets like... What is it? That's a nice jacket. He gets clothes back from... Yeah, he gets something. Like, Bruce Wayne gives him everything. But you remember Eyes Wide Shut? Tony? Yeah. Doesn't he get, like, a coat back from Tom Cruise? Yes. What other movie is he in? He's in, like, oh, Snatch. He does something with clothes. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually really funny in Snatch. Just this hobo. You remember is him He's like the Russian? Yeah, this Sorry, hobo. Yeah, he's like a pretty, pretty. I think. So he must be a nod. The director must be nod, uh, giving him a nod for the clothes stuff. You remember, Tony, or what? That's cool. Interesting. I totally missed that. That's cool. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I knew he was famous or anything like that. So, so he eventually gets home. We after like a big rush of images, see a nest made in the dead bird. Um, Simon gets caught going through the trash by Hannah. Hannah sees James going up to Simon's room with the waitress. It's all a lot. Simon knocks on his own door. James comes out with a <gasps> knife. 
nicks his throat, uh, and then throws his shoes out at him. Confusing point. End of Act 2. That's when I would snap and, like, kill him. I wouldn't care. (laughs) (laughs) I was feeling the same way, Tony. That disrespect, huh? It just keeps... The movie's, like, pushing you, isn't it? It's, like, pushing you, pushing you, pushing you. Yeah. That's how I was feeling. It's just like, uh, I was telling you, like, he's with the waitress cool. at that point, isn't? He? Yeah, isn't he? Yeah, it's he is, pretty yeah. crazy. Very <laughs> <laughs> oh good. Uh, but like, so he cuts the cuts the neck, mm-hmm. right? Is this is this because he he's realised that they both conflicted conflict pain on one another? I don't know. I think maybe he's testing it, perhaps. Yeah. So he's like one step ahead. Yeah. Way. Another act. Another day. Back to work. Goes to sign in his visitor's badge. He even says that he's a visitor. He's, like, internalizing all this stuff anyway, you know? It's like he's more crushed down every day. The security guard says that he needs to go to work as services, and this is where we see Christopher Rudolph, which is so funny. IT yeah, boss. Love it. <laughs> Stress. Um, yeah, so there's, like, so many little details I like about this movie, like the love the cameos, dialogue, snappy, really great, good support and cast. So I think we've devised that Eisenberg... Jess isn't enough. I just think stronger lead, mm. James Franco maybe. <laughs> yeah, okay. But yeah, I think yeah, just something a little bit better. But I do love it. I love so many things about it. Just says, I reckon that just crushing story about this guy just getting beat down. I just don't like it. I think because me and Tony are very happy-go-lucky. Maybe that's why yeah. we don't like this kind of story. Yeah, this is pretty day-to-day uh, stuff for me, so... Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, just have to go on the casting couch. And <laughs> yeah. Dwell. It's a hard pain. life on the casting couch. <laughs> um, according to couch Christopher stuff. Rudolph's system, Simon has never existed. Um, to put him back in the system, he'll need a card. But the only way to get a card is if you exist. A lot of philosophical questions about what is existence. Um, it's a really good line it in like... Could be a breadcrumb for the ending as well. Though. Yeah, that's true, I suppose. There's a really good line, like this scene basically is like taken from a really good book called 1984, um, where like one guy is trying to tell this other guy that he doesn't exist, but he's like, but I do exist, like literally I'm here right now. But he's like, but you're not in this photograph. He's like, all right, but I'm like literally talking to you right now. Who are you talking to? He's like, yeah, that's really good. I like it. fuck? Philosophical shit. Sounds confusing. Yeah, it sounds like, yeah, like the ship of Theseus. Yeah. Um, turns out everyone thinks that he's a drug addict. Harris gives him a book about substance abuse. You go, that's really nice. But then he's like, I need this book back by Friday. And also all my reports done by Friday. And that's tomorrow. So if you could read that, take it back to the library and give me all my reports. That'd be sick. Yeah. So he just seems like this guy's not a real friend either. He just uses it. Yeah. Yeah. It actually is pretty dark. So, where's the good stuff in this movie? When you like, yeah, it is dark when you put it all in at once on a piece of paper. I was just watching it. I'm like, this is like, yeah, funny, but whatever. Yeah, he, uh, he sees James and Papadopoulos and literally can't stand it anymore. Simon's gone off the rails. He steals, um, after hearing that joke anyway, I would too. <laughs> steals prosthetic arm. Yeah, some eight. Starts to fight back. Yeah, I love that. You like that? I love it. I love it. He actually does good line delivery. He's like, Stay back, you fucks. <laughs> Stay back. <laughs> it was really good. I, I actually enjoyed yeah. it. But does it, as you said, this, does it fit the tone of the movie how how crushed this guy's been? Because, like, if it was really, if this actor was probably, I think he just portrays being crushed really well. Mm. It's like you really feel hopeless for him. But then when he does this mad, like, 
crazy outburst. Like if you ha- if you didn't feel so bad for him, maybe you could enjoy this right. more. But this was really good. Yeah, you fucking. Fucks. I love this part. <laughs> you fucking fuck. <laughs> just freaking out. Very disorientating the way the director shoots it. Yeah, because well. the camera is like, like hori- old- the horizon's never flat, so it's just like. Oh. You got to admit, it's very reminiscent of John dies the end when he takes a hand out. <laughs> Or the arm out, right? The ghost hand? <laughs> Old people. No, like the security guard. Uh, vaguely. Fuck, I hated that movie. Rips his arm off and he beats him with it. Or some really shit. Yeah, <laughs> but that wasn't a prosthetic arm. That was like some fucked up demon. A real uh, ghost arm. But soy, 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 soy sauce yeah. shit. It's when the mustache dude. Yeah, soy sauce shit. His mustache starts flying around. Yeah. The mu- it's not, yeah. Remember it's a very shit? bad comparison. Remember that shit movie? This movie's better than this, right, Tony? This movie, the double is better than John Dies at the End. Yeah. No. It I is, prefer John Dies at the End. Really? I'm I'm giving it to the double. I reckon I could rewatch the double again and like yeah, it a Yeah, me more. too. 100%. Since I'm not want to get myself Sorry. into it. What's his name? Chase Williams would do a better job. As <laughs> oh, <God. Simon>. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Hold up. What if, what if we had Kenny Tyler... <laughs> No, 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 no I wasn't even going to do it. Antoine. I'm not even mentioning the six men in the same fucking... <laughs> oh, I want you to edit this damn. out. The six men is not going to be involved in this movie. It doesn't deserve it. <laughs> damn, bro. That's cold. Not in the same breath for Tony. That's so sad. All right, my bad. I hope I brought it up. That's how bad this movie is. <laughs> 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 <movies. laughs> anyway, security guard grabs him uh, from fighting everyone in the crowd, drops him off for the train. And Simon goes up to the apartment to write a suicide note. Fucks it up. Basically, he doesn't want to write too much and just says, I am a ghost. And while he goes to climb out on the ledge, he actually sees that Hannah has also tried to kill herself. So we cut to a hospital. We see Chris O'Dowd (laughs) filling out a form. Again, snappy, funny dialogue. It's funny. Turns out Hannah had a miscarriage. Who knows? Um, Yeah, actually, it is. We know. The audience knows, right? I don't know. So that's I, just, I actually right? thought that this. I thought that legit they would just be talking about another patient. Like that is something. No, about I know, it. but it's like that is something that would happen in this world. They're like telling him all this uh, crap, and it's like a wrong patient or something. But and like, so who does she think he is? Simon. Oh yeah, she thinks he's yeah. Simon. Yeah, and she's still like, "You should let me die." Yeah, I know. Like, what the fuck. She literally says, That's so dark. I don't have enough courage to kill myself again, so you should kill yourself and I won't stop you. See? And you think this like this, this line of dialogue suits the whole rip your arm off and swing it <laughs> I don't know. I'm a person. I'm a fucking person. <laughs> I exist. You think this matches like, I want to fucking- Yeah, I think so. I want to have the courage to kill myself again. That is not- I don't know. See, I, Tony has issues with like how bad this movie I have issues with like- how good and bad this movie is, and you have you like this movie, so it's kind of like a perfect mm. medium, hot, cold, just right, um, just right. Like, ooh, anyway, porridge. so he leaves, nice. uh, but we actually stick around with Hannah, and she has his jacket on and finds the earrings that he bought for her. Maybe she really likes small earrings, and she finds all the ripped up sketches that he saved. Why that book is in his jacket, I don't know, but it sort of seems like she likes it. <laughs> I know it's a bit right? creepy. <laughs> yeah. Just pretty much says you're going through my trash. <laughs> yeah. You can learn a lot the of things of going through weird. someone's trash. We uh we go yeah. back to Simon's apartment. He checks his answering machine, <laughs> the girls. and finds out in a very incompetent way that his mother has died, and her funeral is at midnight. He runs through the woods, and James is there with some Geordie Shore woman. 
which is really funny. It's like, is that your face? It's fucking metal. Loved it. <laughs> um, There's like a lot more better black comedies than this, though. Right? I loved how um, <laughs> James is like immediately a bitching out to. It's like, don't engage, don't engage. It's like, <laughs> does not want to fight at all. I think you can this, see like. This is like the conspiracy thing I'm thinking of, though. Because is he posing to, as him? Um, like yeah, second, I don't know. I don't know why he was at the funeral, to be honest. But yeah, it doesn't make sense. It, wait, maybe that's his mother too, and they're twins. Yeah, Ugh. that could be believable. Could be. And, and, and all the vague stuff that old like redhead woman was saying that maybe that makes more sense if there was mm, a twin. Interesting. Situation. Long lost twins. Bang. But how lucky! <laughs> like when he gets the whole n- blood nose revelation, like. What the fuck's going on? Remember that Tony, that time Tony, I like pissed you off that much. You were going to like bash me and you're chasing me around and I like flung the fence into your face yeah, that fucking hurt. and it busted your nose and I thought I was dead. I think from the stress or something, my nose started bleeding. So you got impacted on the nose and I started bleeding Whoa. and then like defused the whole situation. Were you there for no, that? No, I wasn't there. I think we were like doing, maybe we were boxing outside. Like we had boxing gloves. We were actually shin using pads. shin pads. Padded. Like the soft one. Yeah, we'll box in. That's actually so I funny because like- the dynamic of that is like one of you would get angry, get really serious, yeah. and then the other person oh, would like get a good shot in. <laughs> then you get scared yeah. and the other person would get serious. Oh, it's so yeah. silly. It was a seesaw. It's so dumb. <laughs> seesaw. Exactly. It was like, it's a good thing though because if we're both psych at the same time, it would be a very bad <laughs> situation. I think that's like our parents, like sorry, our dad and his un- uh, uncle. I think that's what's happened. They just get angry at the same time. So it's actually a good thing for like self preservation. Didn't your uncle but, uh, like put your dad yeah. in the trash can or something and like roll him into the road? <laughs> That's like a fucking Simpsons joke or something. <laughs> no, but yeah, but how lucky was that? Like, how is that like twin thing? Like, he got smashed and I had a blood nose? I don't know. Nah. I think you were just really stressed. Yeah. Unless it is a twin thing. Yeah, it was. And you could kill Tony right now by getting hit by a car. <laughs> oh, shit. With the double. <laughs> Anyway, after all this... My pubes have grown back really yeah, quick. <laughs> after all this conflict, the priest ends it all by absolutely decking Simon with a shovel. And he uh, he wakes up, and you sort of are made to believe that he's buried, but he wakes up next uh, to the actually, Yeah, that, this is a nice shot. I like that. Yeah. I was like, did they actually bury him? That's pretty intense. But uh, but did he, did he fall in a hole, or was that just... Uh, he did fall in the hole, just saying yeah. he just fell down. No, he fell in the hole. And they took him out. Well, they must have. They, dug, they pulled so him he, up. So like, he nice. fell next to his dead mum. It's pretty yeah. fucked up. I know. This is actually, this is <laughs> no, a this is a good day for him, to be honest. Yeah, He's true. not buried alive. Yeah, this is the low. <laughs> um, anyway, he runs home through the smoke and the fog after touching his nose. I think he's got a plan now. He races upstairs, goes to Hannah's room, finally confesses to her how he feels, saying he doesn't want to be a boy held up by string. And she recognises, actually, that it's Simon. Sort of a nice scene. She sees him walk across the courtyard. It's too late, though. It is too late, yeah. He looks back up to her, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, yeah. He's, like, saying, like, fuck you, bitch. No, I think. I mean, he's looking at James, but... I kind (laughs) of... Like, fuck you, bitch, you did this to me. Well, at this point, everyone's, like, thinking this is when he commits suicide, right? This is the whole point, yeah. It's good. Anyway, so in his room, he sees James, and he's asleep. Um, and he does see there's a Band-Aid on his neck, which sort of like, if you were curious about what's going on, then you would know as the audience. He yeah. handcuffs him to the bed, takes his keys, 
And then he goes up to uh, his own room. Oh, he goes up to yeah, his own room, sorry. He calls the police, gashes his face, um, and lo and behold, James wakes up with a cut on his. And I think this is a pretty good climax, actually. I really like when all these things are happening at, like, simultaneous times, you know, lots of intense, like, frame switching. So, it goes, like, Simon, yeah. James, Hannah. And then, yeah, oh, it's well, a really good West I found Anderson it um, shot. really effective. Just before he gets to cut it, he cuts himself. Like, he leans... Like, for like towards the mirror, like so you can't see him in the shot. Like mm. he like leans out of frame, like leans out of focus, uh, out of focus. I guess you can say, like cool. the way your your imagination just kicks up. Like what's mm. what's he's actually doing? Oh yeah, it's just like when you yeah, I think it's the whole out. point. It's like good because the movie's really really shadowy, so it's like you can do a whole bunch of things like that. Mm. He's actually the camera work in this cool movie is probably the, the, one of the highlights about it. Mm. Yeah, sure. That's what I say. That's sort of the Wes Anderson side of things, Tony. It's just doing like perpendicular and straight shots is very Wes Anderson. Like the fact that the shot that is just here is like James looking at a shot of Simon on the ledge and then Hannah like in her room. It's just flat. And Wes Anderson like almost exclusively shoots flat. Um, now. Which is cool. I thought the movie... Like, you know how he starts, like, stabbing or cutting his face mm. and stuff? Like, face off. Like, I was thinking, like, what if he just, like, kills him, like, stabs him and then kills himself by like, killing his alter ego or his, like, shadow? That'd be pretty dark, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's pretty dark. <laughs> like, that's his suicide attempt is killing this dude. But I was thinking, like, there's, like, even though he's, like, you know, cutting him, I think it'd be, like, a more positive subtext if he, because if he inflicted pain onto James, which in turn hurts himself. But then he, he goes to the mirror and hurts himself to hurt mm. him. Is that like a cool little twist I on it? I feel like that is a movie I've seen, to be honest. That Black Mirror episode, Tony? Yeah. Actually, that's pretty good. So, wait. His plan is to not commit suicide. It's to severely Horribly injure himself. himself. Yeah. yeah. So, he jumps, right? He jumps and he takes the police's advice and lands on the awning. And so, yeah. he's like all fucked up. But he knows. And that's why he called the medics and the police. Because yeah, they to, arrive yeah. to give him help while yeah. James is in his room just, like, fucked up. I reckon yeah, it'd be way, dying, it'd be way better scene if, like, he like he handcuffs him to the bed and then he, like, sits in the corner, waits for him to wake up, like, slits his wrists and watches him, like, bleed out. And, like, he, like he, he bandages himself up or something. <laughs> that's fucking twisted. But then he might as <laughs> if he's, like, so no, geographically like, close, he might as well I think that's what I'm missing. I'm not seeing James James's face when he, like, oh, so fuck, fun. I've lost. Like, oh, fuck. I shouldn't have fucked with thing. this guy or there's no satisfaction yeah. for me. Yeah. It's pretty dark though, bro. Damn, Tony. You might as well go fucking ass to ass, bro. <laughs> ass to mouth, whatever it was. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it's actually probably yeah, dark. Dude, that's, <laughs> it is pretty good imagery though. You, like, you see like both their wrists like start bleeding and you see him like- Yeah, and then him just covering up with like to... bandages and like you see like the blood, yeah. the, the bed just get covered in blood. It needs blood. to be both hands. needs to be cuffed though, Tony. It needs both hands yeah. cuffed. Mm. It needs to be the hug me daddy- uh, <laughs> pose. <laughs> oh, okay, the the Lithgow lunge. Lithgow lunge. Um, can't remember that one. <laughs> anyway, and then that's basically it. There's a shot of um Hannah and the Colonel <laughs> in the ambulance, and and they're the not Colonel. there, right? They Hannah's there. Of his imagination. Hannah's there, I think. Hannah's but there. the Colonel's not, and so, he's telling him that very surreal. He's pretty unique. So the the Colonel's just a clean shaven Sanders, right? 
For sure, yeah. He makes chicken. That's what they do at the company, actually. (laughs) Not people, not data. They make people. They clone chickens. But is it so? And Hannah knows that this is Simon. Mm -hmm. I think Hannah's there, to be honest. Because she's wearing the. She's wearing the earrings, though. Yeah. So she's happy with him assuming James's identity? I don't think she wants to. I don't think he wants to assume his identity. I mean, he did take all of his stuff. No, but. No, Simon is now James. You know that, right? Right. Simon. Because Simon doesn't exist anymore. He's yes. just taken James' True. identity. True, he did take all of his cards. This is why he says... Yes. Yeah, he's, this, is, this is James nice. now, bro. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Pretty cool ending. <laughs> so just so pretty much, yeah, he, yeah he, he, the, he's, cut, he's cut off the strings now, essentially. He's no longer Pinocchio. Ooh. He's not a puppet. He's a real boy. Well, he's kind of like embodied <laughs> James's like, outlook on life anyway. He's a dick. <laughs> Gets what, like, takes what he wants. <laughs> So that's kind of like another thing the director's probably showing you, like, you can, you know, kill your weak self, which is, I don't know, it's so strange because he's not really killing his weak self, but he's assuming his stronger self's identity by killing the stronger version of him. I think maybe it's so, like he's a combination know. of the two, like a dialectical change where he's not James, he's not Simon, but he's both James Simon. Yes, which is... Could be a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Final thoughts? Let's get into that. Everyone's yeah, happy? Yeah, Tony, Tony give us your final deep. thoughts, just real quick. Um, I think Chase said it before, my personality doesn't really suit this movie. Like, I have a very positive outlook on life. In this movie, I don't know, it seems very bleak and all the characters aren't likeable, except for the um, the guy with the gun. The, <laughs> the, the, yeah, that guy. I liked him. I think all side characters. Like, the Australian guy's good, though, too, Tony. Yeah, he's all right. But no, he's a dick as well. He takes advantage of- But he's funny. He's funny about it. Yeah. And like- And Hannah. I I don't like Hannah either. And she's meant to be like the heart of the movie. Yeah, no. You know? Yeah. But like, she she tells him to kill kill himself. Like, kill yourself. I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to save you. Yeah, that was too far. I agree with Tony. And like, yeah, after that, there's nothing nothing I like about this movie. Even like it's not even a performance I can point to. Like yes, this is like such a good movie. I, but no, yeah, because all the good like stuff about it is very short. Like it's like a blink and you'll miss it sort of thing. Like you, yeah, that's all the positive stuff. Like the comedy, even the mother's such a pain to yes. be around too. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Tony. Very bleak. Um, yeah. So my final thoughts. I'm gonna you know mirror what Tony said. Like be his double. Um, cold, very long-winded, even though it's an hour and a half, but there are a lot of positives through this movie. And I think it's we had a very good conversation about it, a lot of like fun we had talking about it, so I'll definitely watch it again. Yep, I like it. Like I said, there's heaps of things in the movie that I like. Uh, I think it's unique enough to warrant a second watch. There are things in the movie that I think could be done better, but I don't know, movie making's hard. And it's good that he has made a choice to do something weird and do some ideas. That's why I like Nick Cage. It's not like everything he does is gold, but... It's interesting. You know, yeah. He tries. It's interesting. Uh, and that's more that can be said for anything that Joss Whedon pumps out. So, Ooh. fuck that guy. Yeah, Joss Whedon's still pumping. No, actually, no. He's, I think he's like a pedophile too or some shit. You know, abusive anyway. Um, doesn't matter. So, Oscar picks. I'm going to go first. I'm going to have to go with Lighting. Technical award. Cool. I think outside stuff in the fog, the way they light his face, the way they light 
the good stuff, like when they're in the Barts or Red, when they're one truly happy moment when he puts some quarter in, songs going and the colours are flashing around. And I don't know. Even like even selling all the bad stuff, like the greens in the office, I just like it all. So like maybe a mixture of lighting and cinematography, but anyone else? I'll probably give my Oscar to camera work. Uh, what would that cinematography is that cinematography yeah 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 which blends well with the light and stuff anything that sticks out to you tony oh sorry for like cinematography wise oh just um you know how like we'll chuck some povs in like when he jumps off the building and like like the camera actually bounces like like that and it follows like yeah there's a good tracking shots here and there it's good yeah nice and that the far view like, over them a lot, a lot, Yeah, a lot of camera tricks in the whole movie. And like, because they are, they are like, same actor in the same shot and like the camera's moving around as well. So that's like impressive. Yeah. But the, it's very varied too. Like they're not always the same shot. They're not always the same style. It's yeah. very strange. There's a variety to it. Yeah, it's not consistent like other directors, which is a style, I guess. <laughs> Shorty? Awesome. I don't know. We have, to, we have to see more movies to see if it's his style. I know. Let's watch Submarine. Yeah. Um, I really like the dialogue in this movie, so I'm going to go the Oscar for script writing. Um, screenplay. Screenplay, yeah. Just because, you know, by all accounts, people have writing. said. Well, <laughs> I don't whatever. think the dialogue is all that good. I think it was. I think the snappiness of, like, all the extras actually lends a lot to the movie. I think like, that she was improv as well. <laughs> <laughs> you really undercut Jordy's fucking Oscar, bro. Damn. Um, I don't know. I'd have to talk to Avi Kravine, I guess. I'll it's get like, back to you. It's like you and Shorty switched energies, hey? Like, Tony's really, like, picking, like... Negative. Yeah, not negative, but, like, I like I like. I it. said I liked Raising Kane, Tony. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're, so, br- you're bringing out the Carter in me. Yeah, Carter's <laughs> coming out on this fucking... <laughs> so, hold on. So, I'm Louie. I, 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 this is a good, good, good game. Tony, pick... Your, one of your characters you play. You Kane? Oh, yeah, Kane's a bad one. You bring out the Kane in me, Shorty. So, you're, Carter, yeah, you're picking, right. so Tony, you're picking Kane? Yes, I'm Kane, yeah. Shorty, who are you picking? Simon or James? I'd like to think. It's I'm... a lose lose. That's a lose lose question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess no, it's not going to be either of them. <laughs> I could be James. I could be James. Right, and I'll be Louis. So. I don't know what this. Well, I think you, you get the worst fate change. I, I'm oh, yeah, free. True. Yeah, I think no, Margot's dead. Shorty's you're dead. Shane, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you're locked up with a fucking eye mask. You're fucked. Which is cool. Like, I don't think it's as bad. I think like the new king will let me out sooner than six years. I think he I'm did actually. In the, at the end he of the does, movie, yeah, he, does he does let him out. But how see. long? Sixteen years or something. No, that's how long he <laughs> No, he lets him out after like a year or something like that. It's yeah. really what? low. <sighs> do you think he was? Do you think he was a change? Philippe is Philippe is forgiven, forgiving. Yeah, true. yeah. But do you think that was a theme? Do you think Louis changed? Yeah. Well, speaking Louis of themes, let's see who won a theme movie this week and pick our new theme. So, Shorty, you're going to pick the next theme anyway because it's your turn. But Tony wants to know which movie wins the theme. Because so, it was. Well, what do we judge it on? Do we judge it on like? Well, I feel like we should judge it on the performances of the actors who play the dual roles. Well, all right, we'll judge it yeah. on that. Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, uh, I would have to choose 
man in the iron mask. <sighs> because of the eyes, you know? Leo's got the eyes. You Tony can tell. just knows he's just lost. I'm going to choose the man in the iron mask also. And I'm gonna it is, it is great eye work. Tony, you hear Tony like, going, oh, fuck. Which is uh, probably an underdog win because it was really the less flashiest role out of all of them. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. And it comes to meat on the bone. We're just playing a king and a peasant, kind of like basic. Um, so that's good. So, Shorty, what is the new theme and clues for our next movie? Okay. Well, I thought it'd be fun to sort of do uh, horror movies because it's been a while since we've done that. So the I theme think is horror? Classic horror. Like when you think about horror, like an archetype, classic horror. <laughs> the Paramount. Wait, is it Paramount? Universal. Universal horror. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Universal horror, whatever you want to say. I just think choose a good horror movie. Yeah. All right. I think we're going back to basics because I think it's where the majority of movies started. Exactly, All yeah. Right. So it's not as Some complex simple. as duality role as theme as before. Uh, yeah, so no, it's not. What is the horror flick movie you're picking? Okay, well. Clues, uh, sorry. <laughs> the one that I'm choosing is the main lead is a 12-year-old girl. Firestarter. <laughs> Carrie. Um... There's a very strong religious overtone to the movie. The Exorcist? Uh, yeah, it is The Exorcist. Damn, going classic. Yeah, I want to do something old, man. I was going to pick that with um The Devil. The Devil, the really? Lucifer one. Yeah, but I was like, oh, I don't know if you think The Devil's even in that movie. Like, if they reference it a lot. All right, I've never seen The Exorcist, seen it, actually. So. There's a bit of a black oh, really? hole in my um, film Fred King. I'm actually excited for this one. This will be good. Have you cool. seen The Exorcist before, Tony? Sorry? Have you seen The Exorcist before? Um, No, I haven't ever seen The Exorcist. Hmm. So that's too... Hmm. So this is your, one of your favourite movies, is it, Shorty? Uh, no, not one of my favourite movies. It's actually... I don't really think that much about it at all. Um, It's good, but yeah, it's not like I think it's way up there or anything like that. The lead. Who's the lead in that? Uh, oh, the lead. Von Shadow. I know. Von Shadow? Von uh, I forget who the... the Tony yeah, Max knows. von Sido is the father. I forget who the child is, though. No, is he the priest? He is a priest, yeah. He's a father and a priest. Oh, father? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> a father is a priest. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's pretty funny. All right. So, yeah. let's go back to old school. How are we going to end this podcast, Tony? Wait. I thought we could just talk about... Any upcoming movies that maybe you're excited All about? Right, so, so, yeah, I've been uh, catching back up on The Simpsons. Watched a few um, older episodes, like season one. Um, yeah, still holds up. Still f- fucking out of this world, like, jokes. Like, just the, the quantity and how many times you can watch the same episode and still pick up on jokes. And <laughs> Do you laugh out loud? Oh, yeah, I do. Like, uh, I know, I just... I think it's the perfect Homer is like one of the perfect TV characters. What do you guys have been watching anyway? I just love this. Well, Shorty and I watched to, uh, what hour and forty minutes of Bad Boys Two. True. You watched. You watch that Bad was a Boys fun 2. watch. Pretty good movie. Actually, it was good. It's good. Yeah. I actually, it has such a low score, Shane, on IMDb. Well, it's like thought- so low. Yeah, well, it's what just like that? one of those brainless 
fun. Like you watch it as it is, it's a really fun watch. I have a theory about this movie. The sequel should be the first one and the first movie should be the second one because the second one, sorry, the first movie dives in about them switching characters but they're not really established. So yeah. you had like that movie second, like the Bad Boys 1 second like released, you have a lot more fun because of the character swap. Because mm. I'm Mac Larry. Because you don't really, you only know like, like Mac Larry for like the first, you know, 20 minutes and then they switch. So I don't know. I feel like they, that's like a secondary movie d- dynamic. You always, it's always funner when you have the character. But like it's good to, to rewatch because you already, you have Bad Boys 2 in your lexicon. But mm. yeah. To be honest, the um, there's like this really good shot that uh, Tony and I were talking about where they're like having a gunfight in a house. And yeah, sort of so just like the rotating bullet time it. thing. Yeah, it's so good, eh? Yeah. yeah but yeah, what do you think like... the the IMDb score actually is not that low, but what do you think the meta score rating is? Uh, 50. <laughs> 38. Oh. Shouldn't be that low. People are, wh- why are so people low. watching the movie then? Like, <laughs> yeah, just hating it. Like, what do it they does, expect? It does what it, it, it's, it does what it, it sets out what it accomplishes. Right, it accomplishes what it sets out to do. That's right. Yeah. I just think it's one of the more successful and like watchable Michael Bay movies. Car chases yeah. are good. There's not like that many explosions. They explode a boat, but it's like <laughs> pretty yeah, cool. Because the leads are They explode awesome a pool. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> the bad guy's good in it too, that like weird Russian dude. Is he Russian? Oh, no, he's name? a Cuban Peter guy. Peter And the OG. Did you watch his demise, Shorty? Were you there? Peter Did you Stromier. Leave yeah. I saw him put a guy, his friend, in a bucket. Yeah, bro. It's so funny how he he ends up. So stupid. <laughs> Fuck. This is the landmine. Huh? No, the Shane. There's a, no, that's like... So, pretty much that... What's he, the Cuban guy? What, what nationality was he meant to be? Yeah, he's Cuban, yeah. Yeah, Cuban. He pretty much well, he like muscles the out the Russian the guy, guy that looks which like is a male Peter. Model, Tony. Yeah. The male model he muscles out the, the Russian dude. And, like, he comes back later. Well, is he meant to be Russian? Surely. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, his name is Alexei. That's so Russian. Yeah. yeah. The, the, he's, like, in every movie playing the same character. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> next time we're going to be watching the- Oh, we, sorry. Next time we'll be talking about Exorcist, not Bad Boys 2. So, bring <laughs> your crucifixes and the Bible. Let's do this. And you- uh, Fuck me. Fuck me. <laughs> <That's what> she <laughs> says. Does she say that, the little girl? Yeah, she does, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to end on that note because I've already got those pedophile claims already <laughs> after this. 